When was the last time you ordered clothes online and got to try them on before paying for them? Never, right? Well, that's exactly what jackthreads.com does. You can try anything on at home for free, and you only pay for what you keep. Whether it's a big name brand or the Jack Threads in-house line, you can be sure that you are 100% in love with the items you ordered before spending a cent. Guess what, everybody? Tim Geddes has used jackthreads.com. They've sent him stuff. It's called the tryout program. Yo, Tim, were you impressed? Yeah, he was. So go to jackthreads.com and enter the code Greggy. When you submit your tryout for 20% off anything you keep, that's jackthreads.com code Greggy to save 20% on anything you keep. Never buy before you try again. That's a good catchphrase, Kevin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Nick Scarpino has died. <laughs> I'm, no! sorry. I'm sorry we had to tell Just you this way. Tell. This, you know, shout out to him though. Mm-hmm. We all three of us, we sacrificed our weekend, did a live stream. We went, you know, we did the the live stream, of course, during the week. Wore ourselves out, went to PSX, mm-hmm. did a panel there, mm-hmm. met a whole bunch of people. You know what I mean? But he's got a scratchy throat. He can't come. He got the itchy throat. Oh, so convenient, convenient, convenient for that to happen That's on Tuesday right. morning, uh, half an hour before the morning meeting. Sucking that. Really interesting. What? I'm sorry. What was he sucking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over here, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Sucking that dick. Sucking that dick. Like that guy in Memphis said to Ramon and I that time. That was really fun. I don't remember that. We went to Memphis to see 311 in 2006 and we sure. just walked into this liquor store and no one was in there and there was a guy behind the counter and some guy walked by must have known the man behind the counter at some point and they must have had some sort of rapport because he just sneaks and looks at him and goes, sucking that dick and then just walks out and that was the last we ever saw that guy. So nice. we, we always just so we always go. just scream that out to each other nice. as, as one young man in Memphis did. Sure. Ten years ago. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a, a very similar situation happen last night that Kevin, I don't think Kevin, Kevin knows about. Uh, Why did he, he laugh so he hard? Was a part of. So last night we went to this fine eating establishment called the Outback Steakhouse. Of course, as um, you do. Part of that. You story, guys are obsessed with Outback Steakhouse. Fucking love Outback. Wait, who? Wait, wait. What time are though? Who went? To, oh no, you met up with uh, uh, Greg cool and Greg. Uh, Cool Greg and mm-hmm. Kevin to go over there. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I meet over there. We're eating. Real Australian people sitting next to us. We had a big discussion. Are they plants? Something seems off about this. But anyway, that happened. That's not part of the story that I'm telling. We leave. We're walking out, and Kevin's doing his whole I'm Kevin, I'm going to be a dick thing. Uh, yeah, so he just it's him, him and Cole Greg. They're walking in their car. I'm walking to my car. And Kevin, we're walking away, and he goes to scream at me. Yeah. And he screams something to the extent of go suck a dick or choke on a cock. Something, something very Kevin-like that he would proclaim very loudly that right? dick. in a parking lot. However, what he didn't notice is that there was a car pulling up right next to him. That this this nice young woman driving a car rolled her window down, uh, and she was asking, "Are you leaving so I could park there?" And perfect timing. Kevin screams out, "Go suck a dick!" Turned her direction because I'm I'm pretty far away. He has no idea. They just keep walking. She just looks like so offended and so hurt. God damn it. Kevin. And yeah, so that was that was that. Good job, Kevin. 
Dude, don't even care. It was a fucking moment. I laughed for like maybe 10, 15 minutes with Greg. Cool, Greg. Yeah, cool, Greg. I know. It was. Yeah. I know. I'm awesome. aware I wasn't there. Are you? I think so, yeah. Well, I was only invited to Outback Steakhouse once. You're invited all the time, and you're always like, eh. Yeah, it's true. And the one time you did go. Had a great time. Well, it's also the, the time that I was like, maybe I should propose at Kind of Funny Live, mm. too. Yeah. Mm. And you were like, that's a great idea. We should do that. Yeah, I was like, all right. Happened. I'm like, uh, all the now time you're engaged. You're definitely, you know, uh, that's true. Uh, all the time. Was it a good, About was a good food? idea? No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I just plan out my, I like cooking, so I have, I have so much food. Okay, well, you can plan that we don't. <laughs> I hear what I was thinking, because the other day, had Colin Moriarty, Aaron over for dinner, mm-hmm. to their own house. Stop inviting me to my own house, by the way, for dinner. It's strange. What do you like want me it. to do? I don't know. It's Otherwise, like, you're going to say you're not invited. You're going to say you're going to be a big, you'll be a big baby about it. And you'll like sulk and you'll make your quesadilla sulk. and take it into your room. I don't sulk about anything. You, the the uh, <laughs> I do. I made I made a, a little quesadilla. But he, again, you're having dinner. I'm throwing a wing ding. You're throwing a wing, a wing, a wing, a wing, ding, a wing, a wing yeah, ding. And I'm and I get an invite. I'm like. How do you want me to invite it's, you? It's, it's manifest destiny, sir. Like, I will be in the house eating the wings. Whether or not I'm invited, I'll just come out of the bedroom and eat them. In your, in and your then military come issue boxer shorts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm at, dude, you got to see the boxes I'm on now. Like, uh, I'm, it's a very desperate situation. I mean, no, uh, these, are, these, are the, these are the last. Oh, they are the military, the military issue ones. ones. But yeah. after that, now we're in the. It's a new age. Oh, my God. Now we're into the ones that have been in the drawer just oh. sitting there for maybe years. Yeah. Just. So hard for no reason. Yeah, like, yeah, they're why? just you're just you know one of them might have been a cum rag for all I know. I don't know. You know who knows? But, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, finish please. Your, finish I don't even have anything else. It doesn't. The thing was uh, the other day we recorded. They recorded. The girls recorded their exclusive episode mm-hmm. of the Game Over Greggy Show for December. When I did some extensive edits on that one. Uh, who would have thunk it? <laughs> when that was getting ready to happen, though, Aaron had texted Jen mm. to go into your room and mm. secure a t-shirt. Mm. She couldn't find it. So I came in because I knew the shirt they were looking for. And we're in this drawer and I start going through and you have this drawer over by your bookcase, right? Yeah, over by your bookcase. Oh, just some t-shirts? T- yeah. And like the t-shirts in there that I you never wear. Like mm. I'm in this drawer and I'm like, he doesn't wear any of these. What this- I told you was, and I meant it, is I have probably two, 250 t-shirts, yeah. like at least, going back to high school. Ones that like I just because some of them are awesome like I don't want to throw them away. Sure. I, I was going through my shirts the other day actually and I found a Grand Theft. Uh, my my brother's friend Rick Valenzuela worked at this newspaper in, in Philadelphia, and and this was uh, 2001 and he gave me a Grand Theft Auto 3 shirt that he got in the mail like a piece of swag and I found yeah. it's PetsOvernight.com shirt. Nice. And it's it's awesome. I was like wow this is like the old, this is an ancient piece of gaming swag. So I just. Uh, you know, I, I have those. I, I, you know, every once, once, once a year, or so I'll go in there and get rid of like ten or fifteen. Sure. But I have these shirts on, like there's because uh, I used to wear my. You know, I was skinny at one time, and I had shirts. You know, I wore my shirts really tight in the baggy pants, like everyone did. So I sometimes put those shirts on like just to make myself farm. just to make myself laugh. Yeah. Like belly shirts now. I the yeah. topic I've wanted to do on the Game Over Greggy sh- show for a long time, but requires too much planning. Is bring in your favorite T-shirt, mm. and we talk about our favorite T-shirts. Yeah, but of course, when we sit down and actually talk about the topics an hour before we go on, it doesn't help. It That's doesn't no help. No, yeah. I'm in the process of moving now, so yeah. I I am in the middle of my yearly purge of the T-shirts. And what blows my mind is the amount of sleeping shirts I have. Sure, I like to sleep in T-shirts, so I just have drawers on drawers on drawers of these things. And in the industry that we're in, that never stops. No, you keep getting these free shirts left yeah, and right. And it's just like, it's gotten to a point now where it's totally function over fashion, which is backwards for the Tim Gettys mentality. But when I get them soft shirts, mm-hmm. like I have one that I got, someone gave me a pack, someone threw it at me. I don't remember who. 
I don't remember why or how, but it's the one that's like, love is, you got to help me out here. Love is something. It, like, it, it's a thing. It's a thing that John Cena did. A battlefield. Oh. Love is a battlefield. That's I know true. what you're talking about. I can't help John you. John Cena did some shit like love is love is not hate or something. I don't remember. Love is not hate. John it's Cena. Not. It was some weird ad. Love is John art. Is, love he, is, he took like a chair shot. He's like, love is not hate. Like, uh, right. But that's the softest shirt I've ever owned. And so, yeah, that, that one made the cut. My four GameSpot shirts, no. one of them. Yeah. One of them can stay. Don't need the other three. White, white writing. Yeah, on black shirt. But yeah, it's been it's been a lot to because it's hard because you have them. You're like, maybe one day I'll wear this. Yeah. And it's like, no, you won't stop. It's just a little memory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not really it's not really it's not really in, you know, a problem for me. So having too many T-shirts or T-shirts yeah, you don't I mean, wear. They're not that, you know, they're not hurting anyone. Sure. I got a lot too. I should purchase it too. I love throwing shit away though. Yeah. You know? So I mean, yeah. I, I, every once in a while I just go around my room and just throw. That's the thing is, I know I ha- there's like that bottom layer of t-shirts in every one of the t-shirt drawers, and I'm like, I never, I, w- I don't want to get rid of them because of is. a memory or something. But eh. yeah. If you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five or three best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, where you can get each and every show. Oh, I fucking hate you, Kevin. Whose face? I didn't do anything. Colin's face? Yeah. What are you talking about? Was he making a funny face? He's making a really funny face. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Get the show early, along with a whole bunch of other <laughs> exclusives, <laughs> perks, <laughs> and good. That is a good face. Uh, if you don't have any money to toss our way, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny, where we put up the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until it goes up as one big MP3 and video. I have something for you guys. It is not a full-blown topic, but does anyone remember? That was fucking magic. At the Adam Wells. Wells sounds familiar. He a long time ago, really back in the spare bedroom, Nate Wells gave us Christmas cards. And if you remember, the Christmas cards were a special version of Epic. As since Adam is a single man, he just writes about his video game consoles in the yes. style of uh, uh, yes. a forty-five-year-old being like, "Little Timmy did this in baseball mm-hmm. this year, and Susan had a hard year." So let's Adam see. Wells, I think the guy that we did the Patreon hangout with a couple days ago, okay, where he. Uh, had the botched ass grammar sentence, and we tried to piece it together sure, and figure that's it right. out. So here we go. Oh right, I, I saw my PS. Oh, you have the. You, we have Skycam ready to go, right? Yep. All right, so here you go. Merry Christmas from the Wells yeah. PlayStation Sega Xbox family is what we got here. <laughs> he's got it's him in a little gizmo gizmo Christmas sweater, and then what? He's got this. He's got this. He's got the Xbox. Xbox. There, he's got the PS4 up there. Mm. All this other stuff. Up there. He's got a sat. No, it's a Genesis. A Dreamcast and a Saturn. A PS3 in the one arm, a PS4 in the other arm, the Vita in his hand. Nice. And an Xbox One. But the quality of the picture is not, you know, not great, so it's hard to see those. Yeah, things. a lot of black on the PS3 is like totally disappeared, there. but it's there. Yeah. The the question I have is is he doing this in his house? Or is he actually going with <laughs> all of these consoles so awesome. to a professional? No, but this is clear to this has gotta be in his house. Because I mean, like, this would be lit better. Yeah. These would all be lit. Wait. What? Come on, I'm trying to find it. I'm I'm trying to zoom in. There it is. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Stand by for Titanfall from Kevin. Adam Wells fall, we'll call it. There it is. <laughs> for a low-res photo, we have a low-res digital fucking, zoom. Is this the fucking Enhance. Hubble Space Telescope? Enhance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Picture in deep space. What's it say, Greg? <laughs> okay, hold on. Throw it back up, because look at this This photo on the inside. It's way better. You should have oh, used yeah. that. Oh, oh my God. Man, it looks kind of pornographic. Awesome. I like him. What a year 2016 has been. <laughs> You'll notice there are even more members in my beautiful, loving family. Tragedy struck Sega, who I had previous, 
who I had a previous console family with, and Sega is no longer able to support their consoles, and I've taken it upon myself to support Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, and Sega Dreamcast in this desperate time. They have all gotten along well with my older consoles, trading stories of current and past year's console wars. PlayStation 4 has been very active in seeking new dimensions and escaping reality to a virtual set of rigs. PlayStation Vita has had a very active imagination, claimed to have been going on quests with dragons to build things as well as fighting enemies until they are severed. PlayStation 3 has been trying to find itself, but is eagerly awaiting 2017 in hopes of finding a fifth persona. X Why are you going to play Persona 5 on that? Xbox One has been watching a lot of TV while they gear up for a fourth, con- fourth war of some kind. These consoles, I tell you. For myself, I've certainly kept busy taking care of my consoles, and all of us can agree after a crazy, tw- after a crazy year 2016 has been, life is strange. Merry Christmas. Lots of puns. Fantastic yeah. there, Adam Wells. Adam, don't worry. The men, the nice men coming to your door soon are going <laughs> to take good care of you. <laughs> the men in the white coats? Yeah, just go with them, and they're going to... Everything will be fine. You'll be good. Everything's going to be just fine. They're very nice people. I appreciate you, Adam. Tim. Yes. What's your topic? Before I get to my topic, I want to I wanna talk about something else real quick. <laughs> I haven't had any any place to, to give my thoughts on Transformers 5, the trailer for Transformers The Last Night. I just want to say, why are you doing this to everybody, Michael Bay? I don't get it. What do we freaking do to deserve this? I understand it's going to sell really well. I understand people are going to I didn't go. see the trailer. What happens in it? The trailer came out yesterday. It's just so, such like, so I just good. love Transformers so much. And these movies, they're just, they're trying to offend me. Like It got to the point where I'm like, Age of Extinction, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Some Transformers. And then I see this, and I'm like, there's no way. Is Mark Wahlberg in this one again? He wow. is. And he has long hair. And I'm like, I don't even understand it. And it it ends with Optimus like about to kill Bumblebee. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm sure he got hacked. It'll be fine. Yeah, I know. But like, there's no story that can make this okay. I'm very upset. You should be ashamed of yourself, everybody. I bought it on eBay. (sighs) Are you ladies man 6969? That was the best part. My topic for the day is a story that Kevin and I experienced last night, I want to say. Two nights ago at one Senora's Pizza Place. Not oh. the one that blew up a couple of years ago. Yeah, not your favorite it's, one. The, your favorite the one, one on burned Tarabelle down. Or the one on 19th and Tarabelle. The, the sister site. It is bad. But it's not as good, you were saying. Oh, it's it's different now. They expanded. There's murals of Ninja Turtles. They have the classic Ninja Turtles uh, arcade game, except yes. it's never on. So that's upsetting. But my story, I, I don't know. The topic will kind of find itself. There is definitely a moral here at some point. But Kevin and I go to get some pizza. We order it. We gotta wait for our slices, and we're just kind of sitting there. We're the only people in this establishment. Eventually, this kid comes in, must be 22, 23 max. Uh, just a little little dude. He is pretty foreign. I'm not exactly sure where. Where would you where would you say he's from, Kev? Can I get a minority report on he's pretty foreign? How it, foreign was it? Yeah, Kevin? it was accurate. He was somewhere from Eastern European. Wherever, so that's pretty foreign. Wherever it's, that YouTube guy's from, Falu, was his Flula? Name? Yeah. He sounded just like Falula. Yeah, he did. They, like exactly like Falula. Okay. Which it was, seemed like a fake accent to me. It seemed like there was a lot going on, but this kid comes in loud as fuck by himself. And we're just like, oh man, this is, you can already tell this guy's drunk. There's a problem here. This is not going to go well. What time? Well. Uh, I would say maybe 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Gotcha. So like this fool should not be in the state that he was. 
goes up, goes to order, and starts talking to guys. And instead of ordering, he just starts saying a bunch of half sentences that are super out of order and, again, super Flula-like, where it's like, what the fuck are you even trying to say? But you're and hanging out with Kevin, so you're used to this half sentences. Exactly. Trying so to I'm, gesture. I'm, I'm trying to just to understand what's happening. He starts laughing to himself, freaking out. He picks up this pen, puts it in his ear, and he just keeps laughing. And pretty quickly we realize this fool's not drunk. Like, he's definitely on some other shit. Like, bare minimum mushrooms, maybe some LSD. Who the hell knows? But this is about this to be... Is, this is drugs. There, there's some drugs. This kid has done drugs. Gotcha. So Hard we're, we're sitting there. Drugs. Eventually, he stops talking to the people, runs oh, over no. to me and Kevin, oh, and like no. sit like he goes to high-five us. He and goes Kevin, to shake my hand. He goes to shake Kevin's hand, and Kevin's sitting there with the pizza. He just looks at me and goes, no, no. <laughs> just keeps eating. And this kid goes, oh, Okay, okay, sorry. I get it. Next time, sorry, sorry. But he still sits down next to us. And me and Kevin are trying to pretend this isn't happening. You know, you know that we've all been there. That moment where we're like, oh man. Like we live in San Francisco. You guys have been here, what, 10 years now? Yeah. You've experienced shit like this. But we're sitting there, and this kid is just like maybe this far away from me. I see him sitting there. He has his pen. He keeps taking it out of his ear, putting it in the other ear, and he's just like going crazy and like laughing to himself. Then he grabs the Parmesan cheese. No. And he grabs a menu, rips the menu in half. <laughs> He's just sitting there, takes the Parmesan cheese, puts it on the menu. And I'm just sitting there like, Please tell oh, me God. The menu. oh, God. <laughs> just goes and starts rubbing it on his face. And I'm just like trying not to laugh because I'm like, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. And then me and Kevin are having our little like dialogue without talking because I'm like, we don't want this guy to get excited from something we say, right? He eventually stands up and just darts outside, runs out, and we're like, God, thank God that's over. What the fuck was Please this problem? Please, lock the door. <laughs> and I was like, Kev, did you see him rub the Parmesan cheese on his face? And, like, Kev was just so into his food that, like, he didn't even fucking know. How notice. the fuck do you not see that, Kevin? I mean, at a certain point in San Francisco, like, you know what the rules are. Just stop paying attention to them or else they're going to become your problem. Yeah. So that, so that is the rule. That's what I did, yeah. Mm. I, mm. I was like, all right, there's a fake wall. I don't see him. Doing all the craziness. So at this point, two other people come in, and they're now eating as well. Guys around our age. One dude playing Majora's Mask on 3DS. Thought that was weird. Nice. Uh, but they're just there. Why is that weird? I mean, just Great like, game. I don't know. Out of all places, like, I would never be like, hey, it's 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Kev, let's go to Senor's Pizza and play Majora's Mask with the volume all the way up on your 3DS. Right, that was Kind of weird. weird. That's weird. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're doing their thing. Then this dude comes back. Yeah. And we're like, okay, it's about to be an adventure. So now that there's other people in the, the restaurant, it's a little more fun. Because yeah. it's like we can divert the attention a little bit off of us. Math. Yeah. This dude runs over to the counter again with pen in his ear still. Now he remembered that he had the Parmesan cheese and the peppers over on the table. So like he had something to deal with. He runs in. He goes... Ah, so hungry. <laughs> and we're like, oh no. And like the people that are working there, I can't believe they didn't just straight up go, go. Or like call the police or something. Cause like it was a scene the moment it started happening. But this motherfucker goes, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And then he starts dancing and he just does this whole fucking routine and then runs out again. Now everyone in there, we're all laughing and like, this is ridiculous. He comes back again. So hungry. So hungry. Then he walks in. And he goes like, I want, is it ready? Is it ready? And they're like, you never ordered, sir. And he's just like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You know what? Let's make a deal. And I was like, oh, God. And he goes, you? 
Get me girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And the guy's like, huh? And he goes, I trade you peppers for girlfriend. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And then he's like, no, no, girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. And he starts doing this like heart thing. Yeah. That and then he then oh, he no. points at this girl that's working there. And he goes, like her, very pretty. Doesn't need to be her. Just like her. And just starts like blowing kisses, not even at her, just in general. And we're like, oh man, this is such a goddamn disaster. And it just kept going. And eventually, like, he, he kept trying to pay for a girlfriend and food with the peppers that aren't his, are Senora's pizzas. <laughs> keeps going. He keeps getting louder and crazier and just starts. Then he runs in the bathroom, and which is like in the same area as everyone else, does not close this door. And He's like a fucking racehorse. You just hear this thing, and he's just oh. like, and he's just like going crazy in there, making so much noise. And it's like, oh man, like it, it was hitting that line of is this funny or is this scary? I'm not really sure. Yeah. The biggest problem was he had the pen, so it's like at any moment he can look at us and, and be like, oh, these guys are bad guys. I need to kill them, you know. Sure. And I'm like, That's you're dead. Kevin will kill him, but you're dead. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, so I'm so dead. He ordered a cheeseburger. He then he then proceeded to order a cheeseburger. Did they do cheeseburgers? I don't know. Just making sure. Which was the fuck? Like he when he ordered the cheeseburger. It seemed like oh, they made it. So my favorite part: he orders a cheeseburger, and then he tells them how much it's gonna cost. <laughs> what was he thinking? The going rate for a senior Eleven oh two. Gotcha. That's pretty reasonable. That's pretty, yeah, it's not bad. It was like, cheeseburger. Eleven oh two. And he had the peppers. He's still trying to pay with the peppers. Oh, yeah, still trying to pay He's with not the using peppers. the money at all. So, so this is all going on. And at this point, like, Kevin's trying to ignore it. But I'm just like, I just can't. See, but, I thought Kevin would enjoy this more than most. I'm surprised he's trying to ignore it as much. I mean, until the breaking point, I would, I, I've got my rules. I don't want to. don't interact. Yeah, you don't, you interact. don't interact. That's it was one of those things where it was so funny and it was so ridiculous. But... We didn't want to take our phones out and record it we because thought it, was about like, it. it was too much attention on us. There wasn't enough people, even with to the other group, the to defuse sure, it. Sure. But there was a breaking point yep. where Kevin had to acknowledge Just that this was happening. Laugh my ass. And the off. moment was when this guy leaves again. Eventually comes back in. BTW for just for the set. This has been quite the story, and I'm enjoying mm -hmm. it. Don't get me wrong. What's he wearing? Is he just in jeans and a t-shirt? No. Real nice clothes. I mean, like, like a no, suit. No, 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 not that nice. But just like, like nice. Nice jeans and like a really expensive nice watch. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm like, that dude, honestly, the way he was acting, if he was fucking with anybody that wasn't us, he would have got his ass kicked, his watch stolen so fast. Cause he was all up in people's personal shirts. Sure. Him talking to Colin. Oh no. That would have went over very, very poorly. But this motherfucker ends up going underneath the counter. Oh. <laughs> slides up. So he's just he's in, he's in the corner. And he yeah. <laughs> He's hiding under the counter, and then the moment that broke us was when another person walked in, totally unaware of this situation, walks up to order, and then this dude slides out from under the corner, slides up against the wall like fucking Solid Snake, and is standing this close to the dude, and the dude goes to order some pizza. He's like, hey, can I get a slice of combo or whatever? And this dude just looks at him and goes, <laughs> and the guy's like, what the fuck? And he keeps doing it. He just goes, shh, shh. <laughs> Kevin burst into laughter. Because it's like, imagine walking in to order some pizza. You're just a dude. You're just a dude. And then this guy is shushing you against the wall. Good. 
Oh my god, it was so funny. So then eventually we decided, like, all right, we can stay here and see what happens. Yeah, let this play out. Or we can just leave and you know not have to worry about anything. So I guess that's my topic. Like, so you we, left. We left. At was that there point. despair in the two senores pizza people's eyes as the other normies start to leave? I I don't know. It's just cracked out like, Eastern European man. I have a feeling that they knew him. Just like how cool they were with everything. It looked like, oh, look, this dude's back again. It was shocking it seemed like, how cool they were. Yeah. Gotcha. Because, I mean, they should have done something. Honestly, like it was disruptive to the entire experience. And like this guy had he was not on this planet. Like he definitely needed some help of some sure. kind. Um, and at the very least, he's running in the bathroom, like causing a scene. Right. Uh, but we hit a point where it's like, I wanted to stay and 16 year old Tim would have stayed and filmed it and filmed it and whatever. But you know, now where I'm at, it's like, it just hits a point where I'm not even sure if it's not worth it or if it's just, I feel unsafe. It's definitely a combination of the two. But as we left, I was thinking, I think the topic is like, what is that moment? Like, what is the the difference and how would you guys handle this situation? And when there's a crazy person, where's the line between this is funny and this is this is mm, not funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm. it was funny and talking about it's funny. But at the time, there was like a, a veil of fear. Well, there's that whole thing of like, what is about to happen next? You know what I mean? And like, that's the whole thing of like, because like for me, it was uh, the most recent example of this was... Marty Goldfarb and I were out for brunch at Teeth down in uh, the Mission, right? We're out in the back patio. We're sitting at a table. And uh, this guy, in like, you know, brunch in San Francisco, you're usually drinking. That's what defi- <laughs> divides brunch and breakfast or just lunch. And this guy wanders down, like, from the, the second area, right? And is just wandering, like, table to table. And he's in a suit jacket or, like, a you know, a, a whatever, a blazer coat and a, a, a nice button-up shirt. He's not some, like, scumbag. But he's fucking wasted, like just nonsensical wasted. And he's walking around talking to every table. And he finally walked up to this table that was like all girls that were out for a brunch or whatever and started talking to them. And they're like, no, 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 no. Well, like only one of them engaged or whatever. And it's kind of like, oh, man, look at this guy. He's still doing it. And then he sat down with them. Mm. And that's when it was like, oh, I can't enjoy this anymore. Now I've got to watch. And he's like, he's about to do something fucking really fucking stupid. And like what? And one of the girls was already getting up and then went and talked to a bouncer. And the bouncer kind of got him. So it was like, but there was that like minute and a half of like, I'm not listening to you anymore, Marty, about whatever the fuck you're talking about like i is this does somebody have to go stop this is that where we've gotten now with this guy and then the bouncer took care of it but there is that thing of just like fuck what is about to happen next and your thing is a great example the pen behind his ear and like personal space thing that's the thing because like i'm you said you wouldn't want to be right con i wouldn't want that either right if he would have come up and gotten up here it would have been a, a, ch- a you know push him back and then be ready for what happens next you yeah know what i mean in terms of like how he's gonna play it off it's one of those lucky that he's a jovial whatever the fuck he was on he kind was, of thing. man Kevin asked a good question uh, when we were walking away from the place, which is, I wonder what he's like. It's normally normally like, is he just, is this who he is? And the drugs like pushed him over the edge or did the drugs change? Could be meth or something like that too. The, the, uh, so uh, there are a lot of mentally ill people in San Francisco too. And you can divide pretty easily. And I think pretty commonly, at least in my experience, the people that are mentally ill from the people that are drunk or high or whatever. And I don't have any tolerance for the people on the, on that side, you know, the mentally ill, because I really feel in my experience, like the mentally ill people don't really have a hostility to them and they're not really pushing anything like push, at least, you know, like they're being crazy, but they're being crazy in their own world. And we know you're there as opposed to like, you know, I, I was talking about this with someone recently where I have very little tolerance for annoying or obnoxious drunks. Like I just people I know and people I don't know. I fucking hate them. I don't understand why alcohol does this to some people. Alcohol mellows me out, makes me laugh, makes me happy. 
which is like the only thing that makes me happy. And the, you know, like I'm, I think I'm actually fun to be around when I, when I'm drinking and I've gotten that feedback from a lot of people because it loosens me up. And I never understood the other people that get hostile or like, there's just certain people that shouldn't be drinking, right? Just like there's certain people that probably, I, I think you have every right to do drugs. I mean, that's my whole thing. I, I think you're hurting yourself and no one else. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to legislate that personally or, or as far as governmental stuff is concerned, but you know, when, when you do infringe on other people's space and I've had a, not a lot, but quite a few experiences with that where I have to do something about it, it reminds me of, you know, um, in 2008, I mean, this was a long time ago. I used to go to Hobson's Choice all the time. And I hate I love that place because like, a lot of people lived in that area. And uh, some dude I was with, like, uh, our old friend. Well, I was with our friend Eric, our old friend Eric, and, and Jessica, who we used to hang out with all the time. Yeah, too. I remember. Flight um, attendant. Yeah. And uh, who I haven't seen in many years. but No idea if she's still a flight attendant. Yeah, no idea. Uh, she's married now, I think, and, and, you know, doing whatever she's doing. But... Um, this guy like sat next to us and was like being, I just remember this very vividly being a total dick, like totally drunk. No one was controlling this person. And uh, I actually, you asked me when was the last time I got into a fight or tried to throw a punch. It was actually this night. And I forgot, I forgot about this. Yeah. The, very serendipitously. Cause like some, he was like, like I like have a little bit of patience. I'm like, just, you know, I don't bother other people. Like I really don't. I try to like stay out of the way. And I always use this, this notion of like at the grocery store, I don't wait for someone to bag my groceries. I bag them myself. Like I want to just get the fuck out of people's way. Like keep going, keep going. Like stop being rude. Like, get out of, you know, that's the way uh, Colin Quinn has this funny thing about New York, his new standup or whatever, where he's talking about like how it's it's considered rude in New York to ask how your day is or like, oh, it's like just get your fucking bagel and get the hell out of here. Like that's what's polite. So I try to like maintain that, you know, that this is my space. I'm not going to be in your space. This guy sat down next to me and like was drinking my beer and being a total dick and getting in my face. And I remember being like, I remember very vividly being like, all right. And I, I got up and I like cocked and I remember Eric grabbed my arm or whatever. And that was, and, <laughs> and like saved me from this, from this, this situation that would have been way like overblown because these people should. And I was 22 years old. I was stupid. I wouldn't hot handle it, handle it that way anymore. But, um, well, not necessarily a hothead. I do have a bad temper, but but I just don't like people fucking with other people. I don't like it. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is a society. There are mores and rules. You have every right to be drunk and every right to be stoned and all that kind of stuff, but go fuck off. You know, yeah. like, like leave other people alone. Like you're infringing other people's space and other people's rights. And, uh, and then they threw the guy out and they apologized, you know, apologized to me and gave me, you know, free beer and all that kind of stuff. But I remember when you and I went to Hardwater, uh, I had two, oh, I, had, yeah. I, had, I had two things at Hardwater within like a six month period. Fuck that place now, man. Their menu sucks now anyway. Um, and I, I really had like a bad experience there after this, but I remember like when some guy came and tried to like, it was, we were leaving, we were leaving. We had the phone out for Uber and as we were, it was, we were with Ramon. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were leaving. We had, we were with Ramon and we were coming out to get the Uber and a town car guy had parked there and he got out and he's like, excuse me, sirs, do you want a ride? I'll give you a ride right now. You can cancel Uber. And like, nah, we're fine. We got the app. And then, and then he just turned on a dime and was just like, well, fuck you and fuck Uber. And we're like, what the fuck? And then he kept coming back from the car to engage us. I filmed this. I just tried to dig that video out because I, I put it together too. I think I put it online. And it's like where he was just like, yeah, fucking screaming at us or whatever. And then he almost got in a car accident pulling away because he rolled down the window to scream at us. And we were screaming back at him. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are you suddenly fucking engaging this way? And it's out of complete, you're in, in, imposing on us. You're coming out of the blue, already angry about Uber, not accepting that's what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. What's the second bad experience? The, so uh, I went there, my friend Kevin, who I went to, he was the guy that we did the NHL 94 Let's Play. He won he comes Juke up Mania 2015. Yeah, Jack, Juke Mania. And he he moved, him and his wife, who I went to Northeastern with, moved to North Carolina, where they're, they're living now. Um, you know, Charlotte in that area is becoming very Silicon Valley-esque. So they, he's an engineer and... And she's a pharmacist. So they, they were leaving and we went there for dinner the night before they left. 
How long ago was this? This was like a year ago, okay. maybe. And uh, I was sitting at the bar. It's like a horseshoe horseshoe shaped bar oh, yeah. at Hardwater. There's these guys, like three or four of them, minding their own business, and they're drinking. They're doing flights, including Pappy flights, right? And um, one of them is like a little rowdy and kind of like getting up on our faces and stuff like that. And uh, we were kind of patient with it. Kevin's kind of like me, and Natasha, his his wife's a little more patient. She's like a small girl, like you know, kind of inclination to protect her, you know, sure. like. And she's not my wife, but I have that, I've known her for a long time. I have that inclination too. We, we were kids together. And uh, and I, eventually I was like, he was like in our face, like trying, trying to talk, like doing that weird handshake thing. I'm like, you need to get the fuck out of my face now. You know, like, yeah. because like, as Tim says, like, I will like eventually, eventually it, it's going to happen now. You know, like eventually I'm going to stand my ground. I have no shame in that. I'm not a tough guy. I don't tr- pretend to be a tough guy, but I am not a coward. You know, and I've always said that I've gotten my ass beat when I was a kid. But I stood my ground and at least gained some respect by being like, you're not going to ra- railroad me. You're not going to run over me. You know, like yeah. if I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just sitting here. You're the asshole and I'm going to call you out on that. Um, and eventually, like we walked outside, the guy followed us outside when we left and and eventually came to the point where I was like, I got I, you guy got in my face and I'm like, there are two of us. You better hope you fucking take us both out like really quick. Like, I've, you know, Kevin will totally have my back. I have no doubt about that. And the guy eventually backed down because you have to exert a little bit of aggression in these particular situations, yeah. in my in my opinion. Now that can escalate out of control. My dad used to tell me this thing. There's this part of the, of, uh, of uh, Boston called the Fenway, the Fens. It's not a nice part. It's Fenway Park's on one side of it, Northeastern's on the other side of it. It's this big park. And to get to a lot of like the apartment buildings and stuff on that side, you had to walk through this park in the middle of the night. It's like super fucking dangerous. People hanging out in there all the time. Uh, you know, rumors of, you know, some murders and rapes over the years and stuff like that in there. And my dad used to tell me, you know, my dad worked in East New York as a fireman. East New York is a notoriously fucking terrible, ungentrifiable part of New York City in Brooklyn. It's awful, awful, awful part of New York City. And uh, he was like, at times like this, you can't show vulnerability. You should walk right towards them. Yeah. And like, and like, He's like, if they want you and you're far away from them, they're going to get you. So the only thing you have to do is either walk in the other direction, which makes you look weak and maybe vulnerable to them. If you see them and then like turn around away, or yeah, just yeah. like go and just just walk right. Yeah. Through and, them, and, right? And, yeah. and so I kind of took that advice to heart. I don't think that's good advice for every situation or for all situations. But but to me, I'm like, you kind of have to stand your ground and be like, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm re- literally walking through a park. I'm literally sitting in a bar, minding my own business, drinking. And the thing that got me really upset with the hardware thing was, you know, our friend Eric uh, Castro is in the industry, knows all these people. And I'm like, give me this guy, give me the owner's address. Cause I didn't really like the situation. They should have thrown this motherfucker out. The reason they didn't throw him out was because his friends were all fucking doing pappy flights, which are hundreds of dollars each. Yeah. And, and I emailed the guy and I was like, listen, like I'm not, I'm not one of these, I'm not one of these guys is going to like wag my dick around or whatever, but I've spent probably $5,000 or more in your, in your bar in the last three years. And I've sent countless, countless, countless people to this bar. And you guys just let a, a, a loyal patron of yours just get embarrassed in front of like and and you didn't throw this guy out and all this kind of stuff your your, your people were totally irresponsible it's i don't like those kinds of situations where people you know at seniores they had somewhat of an obligation to do something about yeah. this and they didn't and, well, and, and at hardwater they had mess. exactly i had the same thing happen at hardwater not to that extent where jen and i were there and we were sitting there and this other group of three came in and they were friends with the bartender or whatever and they came in and sat down and they were like you know hard water's like low light ambiance mm-hmm. right and you're and like they were just fucking like scream talking next to us you know what i mean and everybody else and like disrupting the bar we were at the bar and like i was waiting for someone on the staff to tell them to shut the fuck up and no one ever did so like when somebody came the you know whatever matri d came by i grabbed her, her and i was like hey move us like i don't know i'm not like these guys they're not doing anything wrong technically they're just being really loud and nobody seems to care but i'm not gonna fucking sit next to this and struggle to hear 
And they mm-hmm. did. They didn't apologize though. Nobody ever talked to that person. That place. Whatever. That place is lost. It's lost. It's similar to Apache's in a way where it's like I don't even give a fuck anymore. The 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 yeah. The situation is, is that I just like the, this 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 uh, narrow vision of like you're doing like everyone should be doing their thing and not infringing on other people. And it is incumbent on you. I think at times, if it's smart and necessary to stand your ground for the sake of those around you, you know, like yeah. that drunk asshole at Hardwater, I didn't want to fight anyone. And I probably would have lost. But again, I'm not going to back down and be a coward when I'm not doing anything wrong. And that's always been my um, that's always been mantra. like my, my mantra with that kind of stuff is that I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm like I'm not a tough guy at all. I'm a, I don't I don't walk around with a swagger and. But like, don't think you can push me around and be a dick to me and you're gonna get away with that without at least some sort of verbal sparring. And if you feel like you need to escalate escalate that, then then there are gonna be consequences for you. You know, yeah. like and I'm not saying that I'm gonna beat you up, I'll probably get beat up, you'll probably go to jail. And the only the only you know I've tried to narrow that down. I mean, I'm just being honest, I've tried to narrow that down since my twenty two year old experience at Hobson's Choice when Eric Eric, you know, our friend Eric likes, you know, basically was a second away from, you know, from of, of that thing getting out of control. Like it used to maybe in college or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was still mm-hmm. had that very much college mentality at that time. But these, these more recent examples of craziness of people being crazier and, and it's not even, and again, it's not crazy people. It's, it's just drunk and fucking stone and high people, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not like that when I'm drunk and I'm not like that when I'm stoned. So I don't understand why other people feel the need to treat others like that, like yeah. have a little fucking self-respect, I mean, a little self-control, and restraint. Them, right? It's the ability. It's the, the fact that you and me and Tim and Kevin, we all like hold ourselves to a higher standard, where we would never go out and ruin somebody's experience like that. Be loud at a bar, do all these different things, and you always, I always want to be. If it's going to go south, be somebody who's going to st- step up and be better about it, right? Whether it was going to be the people at Teeth, or you know, a long time ago. Uh, Steimer and I were going downtown to uh, uh, Katana over there, you know, just north or just south, I guess, of Union Square or whatever. And we turned a corner and we're halfway down this block and in in front of us, like, and I mean, like at the, you know, the the other half of the block where we were going, you hear a lady go, fuck, stop, stop. And this guy is running with her purse. And like the rest of the night, I was like, fuck, I wish I would have been closer. And she was like, what would you have done? I'm like, I would have chased him. I would have chased him and like just to giving him the fight for it, right? He would have outran me for sure, but maybe with the adrenaline, maybe I could have caught him. And then like, what would I have done? I would have buried my shoulder in his back and slammed his fucking face in the ground when I got on top of him, right? Because like, no, you're not allowed to just be a wild fucking animal and be an asshole to everyone around you and think like it doesn't matter. Like there needs to be someone ready to do that. And I'm that <laughs> guy, I guess, that I'm ready to do that. I want to act. I want to try to protect people. Right. And that that's the point I'm trying to make. And it's a similar thing. Like you guys are patient and have those kind of like that kind of like I don't. I don't have that patience because I it's there's I'm telling you, there's never been a moment in time where I've like ruined someone's night out like I or I've like infringed on their experience by being drunk or something like that. It's never happened. It's just never happened. So like I don't expect that and I, I've been drunk many, many times, you know, and, and I've been very drunk many, many times and it's never happened. So my 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 whole thing is like, then don't do it to me. If I'm if I'm a cognizant, if I'm cognizant of an, enough of an adult to be able to control myself, then you need to be a cognizant enough adult. And if you get in my fucking face or in my space or disrespect those around me, then yeah. there's going to be consequences for that. And I'm not saying it's going to be physical consequences. It's going to be like someone's going to stand up to you and make you look stupid. And, 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 and you're going to be the one that backs down. And, uh, and if not, and if you throw, I'm never going to throw a punch. The first punch, if you throw a punch at me, then you're going away. And another great example of this is fucking Dr. Strange. 
which was like my the only time you've been around it when somebody in a movie theater wants to be a complete fucking asshole and think that I won't fucking escalate this beyond See, that, That's so funny because the other side of it, it's like I feel like the when it, once you engage back, then it makes everything so much more tense. Like you do yeah. that, it was like, oh man. But like, as usual, that guy was a fucking coward. All these people who want to be assholes in the movie theater, as soon as you bop them in the nose, they turn out they're not a shark, they're a fucking guppy. So this asshole tweeting through the first fucking scene of Doctor Strange, excuse me, everybody. And like when he's like, seriously, dude, when I fucking screamed at him in the theater, I'm like, yeah, seriously, and I will continue to be this loud until you put your phone away. I want them to bring security and throw you out. They're yeah. not going to throw me out. Yeah, I start fucking yeah, punching I don't know. You. It's, it's just like, I guess everyone just handles things differently because I feel like that same situation could have been handled. Hey, can you stop? See, and I'd love to do that, but guess what? There's a fucking promo before the movie telling you not to do this along with common decency. So like, that's the thing nowadays is like, I feel like like Alamo draft house does that great whole thing of like you text, you're going to get thrown the fuck out, put up a card. And I'm like that you're addressing the situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But in here in a theater where there isn't that kind of fucking system, like it's Lord of the flies. And it is like, it's 2016. You know what you're doing is wrong and it's fucked up and you know it ruins people's experiences. And like you're saying, most people are the ones of just like, it'll fucking be over in a second. Da, 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 da. And I gave him his second. You know what I mean? I get, it wasn't like as soon as he brought the phone out, I was on him. It was when he brought the phone out and was scrolling and then started responding. I'm like, all right, crack the knuckles. Here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and it's the same way I treated those kids. I was talking about it. Jason, the Friday the 13th, when we left IGN one day to go watch Friday the 13th. But this is like at the end of like IGN movie days where like four of us went. It was like me, Dunham, Megan Sullivan, and Mike, <laughs> P, Mike P. And we were up in the back watching this movie and the movie's almost over. And uh, it's like the final 15 or 30 minutes. And all of a sudden you hear the doors down that were at the very top of the theater throw open. And then like this line of kids comes up and sits next to us. And there must've been like seven of them. And they're all out of breath. And then eventually a security guard comes in with like a, the low light, like camera or not the camera, a flashlight looks around doesn't see anybody and leaves. And then they all go, oh, they're back to breathing loud. And there's go, guys, shut the fuck up. Like, and it's like other people are in the theater and it's, Pin drop quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got the fucking message. And one of their shit friends came back up and sat down and missed the entire thing. And he started talking. They all grabbed him like, no, 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 no not here. Yeah. And I think, I think it comes back to what Greg was saying was common decency, common societal decency, certain mores that we live our lives by. Right. Yeah. The example I made stands that like someone would be like, well, why would you do that, Greg? Or like, Colin, why would you confront the man in a bar for being drunk? And it's like, I would never be the drunk person. I would never be the talker. I would never be the phone person in a movie theater ever. So I'm not putting other people in those positions. Yeah. And I do not expect to be put in those positions as well. I'm straight and narrow with that shit. You know, like, and if everyone was like that, we wouldn't have these fucking problems. But there are some people in, this, in, in society that think they're fucking tough or think that they're fucking better than everyone or above it all. There are people that, that no can't hold their fucking liquor, yeah. that can't fucking smoke a joint and be normal, that can't do anything, and they're going to get called the fuck out. And that's and that's and that's the way it's going to be. And the like, older I, I get, the more commercially about that kind of shit I get. And you can only imagine the way forty or fifty year old Colin's going to get at that point. In the the thing movie about theater. the movies, right? Is that, I mean that's the example of what you're talking about. Of like I've been in that situation before where. I don't, I, to this day, I don't remember if it was an ex-girlfriend or if it was a family matter or something, but I remember something was going on where I might need a uh, text it, whatever. And I remember what I did is I had a hoodie and I took it off and put my phone in my hand up the sleeve and shut the sleeve. And then when I felt it vibrate at one point, I cocked it open all awkwardly and looked in, but I was going out of my way yeah. to not fuck with other people's experience of the movie. And so like, it's the same time we went and watched like Rambo or whatever. And the movie's about to begin and it's all of IGN. Andy Eddy was like the end cap on one of them. And some dude came in, and sat down and the movie credits start and this dude breaks out a Subway sandwich. And Andy Eddy turns around and he goes, seriously, man? Like this, you're gonna fucking do this right now? Crinkling the paper 
Robert taking yeah. his giant hoagie out. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I remember that day really well, actually, seeing Rambo. We used to see movies all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At IGN, that was fun. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I don't want people to, like, I don't think I don't want people to misinterpret either of us. I, I've, I've known you and have gone out with you, you know, long, known you for a long time and gone out with you many, many 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 times yeah. and we mind our own business but I mean, but there but there but uh, I just I just fucking hate assholes I hate and I yeah. hate so you know your guys point it's that's one way to handle it and probably the responsible and adult way to handle it but I just can't let people get away with that shit my, my like, whole thing I just can't my just whole thing it. is I've been on the side enough where something weird and I don't have any great examples but where something weird is happening like this and no one stands up to be part of it with you you know what I mean like the the other and so like if I see it happening I want to be somebody who'll stand up and be like hey man what the fuck mm. and like the example I go back to is that one time I, I don't know if I ever told if we talked about this where I was on the Muni and we were we went in we were coming going to IGN we went uh, this is a complicated story for somebody who doesn't understand Muni but there's a part where you go underground and then you come out underground and you're almost IGN mm -hmm. we went underground which and got to Civic Center and a panhandler got on the train and he got on and I this is back when I rode every day so he always got on at the stop usually on this train that I was on or whatever and he gets on the train and this is the first time ever where I've got my back to him he's over there and then Muni you're sitting like this in rows where you're facing the train wall or whatever but then they have two sets of seats that are on facing out like facing at each other right I'm trying to explain it for a listening audience I wouldn't understand and so I'm looking at people who are sitting on those things and guy gets on I hear him get on uh, I'm playing something on Vita at the time, and he's like, excuse me, everybody, I'm down on my luck, and I was just, and the guy who's sitting in front of me just looks up from his newspaper and just goes, no panhandling on the train, as loud as possible, and that dude shut the fuck up, and that was, you know what I mean, like the next stop, he got off, he understood this was not the car to be panhandling on, and he left, and so uh, we start to, we're in the tunnel, we go to the next, as we leave the station where the other guy leaves, we're going, still underground, and uh, a woman from across the way sitting in a similar seat to me leans over and, excuse me, just about what you said. And it was all out. And I couldn't hear what she said. And the woman next to him, the guy who yelled goes, you're right. Good job on doing that. And the guy goes, oh, no, that's not what she said. She's mad at me for yelling at him. And the lady who said it, she's like, yeah, that was totally disrespectful. There's no, he's a human being. You didn't need to treat him that way. And he's like, yeah, but I'm a human being too. And so is everybody on this train. And there's no panhandling on the train. And somebody needs to say something. And then out of the blue, the guy across from him staring at him, just, he had a book and he shut it. He's like, it's the fucking people like you with your God. And he starts, your fucking goddamn loafers and docker pants. And you're what's wrong with San Francisco. And that guy's on here just trying to fucking make a dollar. And you're going to, and, and then I'll never forget it. The woman who had started all of this just gets up and goes, this isn't what I wanted and runs to the back of the train. And this fucking guy now and the guy who got in, who said no pain on the train. I don't know, 45, 55, somewhere in that range. An older gentleman, mm -hmm. you know, scrawny. He's not going to start shit. And this guy now yelling is like a 28 year old guy, not buff, but like he's big. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I'm like, fuck. And I, cause I now, now it's, I'm, I'm gate. I'm, I'm starting to psych myself up of like, at some point, somebody's gonna have to interject here, right? What? How is this going to go? What is going to happen? So the problem is everyone keeps interjecting. It's like, well, just no, because what? Cool about what, shit. Well, I mean, well, there was at this point, I'm gonna interject as, let's both shut the fuck up. Let's not do this. You know what I mean? And like, it was that thing of it was the worst possible time because we're still now we're trapped in that tunnel. Mm -hmm. Like when you're coming out of the tunnel, and the guy, uh, he tried, he, he was he start trying having the conversation with him or whatever. He's just like, well, he shouldn't pay attention. Well, what was fucking on there? And he had like his food in a Tupperware, the guy who had said no pain on the train and the guy from across the way got up and slapped it out of his hand across the train. And that's when I took my earbuds. I'm like, guys, come on, like scream. Right. And then the guy, the guy sat back down who is slapped the Tupperware. The other no pain on the train guy brought out his phone and you saw him hit nine one one. 
and he put the phone up and, the, and then the guy across the way is like you're calling 911 we're in a fucking tunnel the phone's not gonna work and I'm like exactly we're in a tunnel this phone's not gonna why would you do you know what I mean and then we finally got to the next stop and the guy who had been screaming got up and left and then the guy on the phone's like shaking trying to talk to like what just happened it's just like what the fuck, man? That's what like, happens you know what when mean? you fucking escalate shit. You know what the guy should have done? Walked up to the dude. If he didn't like the panhandling, he'd be like, hey, dude, can you not do this? One-on-one. Don't get the whole fucking thing involved because then everybody gets all riled up and does this shit. That's why that's going back to the movie theater stuff. It's just like, yo, just talk to the dude and just be cool about it. Don't make a bigger scene because then everyone else get, like has their opinions and they're like, oh, don't talk to him like that or whatever. Like Whenever we go to a movie with Sean Finnegan, Sean Finnegan, to shut people up, we'll fucking throw shit at him. That's bad. I wouldn't do that. And it's like... What are you doing, He's Sean? Throwing darts. <laughs> he throws like fucking Cal like Chop popcorn, fire. or he'll just throw whatever the fuck. And I'm like, he's like, he's like, we're in a fucking movie. Turn off your phone. And it's just like, you just made this hell awkward for everybody trying to watch a movie. But it's not. I mean, like the movie theaters. I mean, I don't. The train thing. I wouldn't have screamed no panhandling on the train. But I respect the guy who did. Honestly. I'm like, well, yeah, he's doing what a lot of us are thinking. I'm like, it's very clear. And weren't you saying that the guy was like a fireman or something? Yeah, too? that was the thing. Like, like, I saw someone shoot a fireman like well, that. That would have been fucking dial awesome. It, dial it down. Because what, what happened on. is this all happens. And then we get off the train. And I get off at the same stop as the guy who tried to call 911 and report at the operator. And we're walking. And he, yeah, he walked into the firefight. He, I don't think he was a, he might have been a retired fireman or whatever. Yeah, but he, he went into duty fire HQ or whatever there. And that's when I was like, ah, fuck. And like, what I regret is that when we both got off the train, I wanted to walk up to him and say, hey, let me buy you coffee. Because, like, again, if so, this happened to me, I would want somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was trying to and do And I the fucked right up, thing. and I didn't, and I regret doing that. But People like, need to be corrected. I mean, I, 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 I really, I really do feel that the way. The theater, though, the theater is like, come on, you know this is wrong. You know this is I, wrong. I'm not arguing that it's wrong, but I just think that there's a right and wrong way to handle them being wrong. I think throwing things is wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that. somebody screaming. I think yelling is also wrong. Nah. It's like, it's disruptive to everybody. I mean, I'm telling you as someone that was there. Yeah. Like Nick too. Nick was just like, Nick's first reaction was Jesus, Greg. I know. And Nick's a huge pussy. Because when the phone came out and it was out for a long time, I saw him do one of these. And I was like, oh, he's mad too. Which got me even more angry that he was ruining Nick's experience as well as mine. And then the little I fucking pussy didn't have my back. Colin would have been ready. Oh Colin would have been I'm up sure with nunchucks. Then it would have oh, been even oh, more pitch for it. That's why Colin and me want to fight somebody. We want to fight him. Kevin, you want to fight us? Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I believe, I think that there are different scenarios. The scenarios that we've painted today, I think are very different kinds of scenarios that require different levels of response, right? I think the response of Signores, they didn't seem to be con too concerned. You guys thought it was funny. If someone like touched my food or was in my space, that's a fucking different story. Then sure, that guy yeah. would have definitely also, gotten pushed at least. The difference you know? between Signores and Hardwater is that Signores, especially this Signores at this point on the Sunday night, college kids working here. These aren't Signores fucking owners and shit. Right. These are people, what are they gonna do? Yeah, they're they, probably they scared too. too. Well, they yeah, might be scared yeah. or nervous too. You, you don't know what these people are capable of, but at the same time, yeah, the hard water situation, not so much the one with Greg, because that was just weird, but with Ramon, but the one where I had, where I, I, I felt kind of threatened and I'm like, well, well the fact I that he follows have, you outside is Yeah, I kind of have a few options here. It's like I run away like a, like a bitch, frankly, which I'm not, or you like stand your ground and, and face the consequences one way or the other. But hopefully that guy woke up, That my hope is that and I know it's not like a teachable moment, but my hope is that that guy woke up the next morning and was at least like embarrassed. Like he maybe was just tanked and was like, what did I do last night? Yeah, yeah. And I'm embarrassed that I acted that way. And someone embarrassed me or stood his ground to me as opposed to like, that's not okay. You know, like th there are certain things that are just not okay. And if I was being a fucking rampant dick in public and not following the rules of society that have been set forth in the United States for 250 years, then I would expect to be called out about those things as well. And and the, the important thing that I think about, and, it, and it's something that everyone should think about, is to just don't put people in those positions. 
You know, it's not so hard to be like a please and thank you kind of person. It's not so hard to quickly bag your groceries and move on. I was at fucking Macy's with Aaron last night. We were picking something up that we bought. These people are waiting and like waiting. Like there are people, you, as you know, in department stores, you can fucking pay for it anywhere, any of your shit. There's one place where you have like call in or the internet orders and you go and pick them up. People just waiting in this line, like dilly dallying, paying for the shit that they're buying, holding everyone up that, that like went out of their way to buy something online and just go pick it up. Someone, the, the person in front of us goes and they're like, oh, I just want to try something. It goes and tries on a jacket while they're waiting. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, like, why would you think that that's okay? If I wanted to do that, I was maybe just raised properly, you know, and, and would be like, I'm going to get out of line. I'm going to pay for my goods. And then I'm going to go try this on. I'll get that in the back of the line because yep. the world doesn't fucking revolve around me. That's what, you know, and that's the kind of, and that's the kind of shit that annoys the shit out of me, man. And and I, just as a real quick aside, it is a San Francisco thing or a California thing too. The passiveness is very endemic to this place, you know, because I, I, I've told Chicago the story. people don't take shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and neither in, on the East coast. Cause I, I told the story before of, I guess, I guess I got so used to like being the only aggressive person, like when the Muni wouldn't work or someone was being a dick and be like, you know, like kind of like getting mad about it. not really saying anything or whatever, but I, I've told the story when I was on the LIRR going into New York City to see Ramon and some guy like is getting out and like he's in a suit and tie and a briefcase walks out like wa- it was walked towards me and I'm like, oh, you know, go ahead. And he just walks and I'm like, oh, you're very welcome. And he turns around and he's like, I'm so sorry that I didn't thank you enough for, for letting me go first. And I'm like, fair enough. I'm used to being in California where no one would ever say shit about anything. And yeah. here in New York. That set that man off that particular thing, which wouldn't have set anyone off. On Don't the, talk on the to anybody. Yeah, either. exactly. So it's like, so there are geographic differences too, and I think a lot of that has to do with the way you like where you were raised as well. You know, it's not a tough guy versus a weak guy or whatever. It's more of like a. Um, there's a one of the things I noticed when I moved here was that like everyone's very nice, you know, but like overly nice and like like a friendliness as opposed to like as I said before in New York or in Boston or probably in Chicago, it's not considered polite to, to have a conversation with the guy at the register. It's like, what's considered polite is to pay for your shit and move, you know? And, and, and people will call you out on those kinds of things. And so I think that there, and maybe people in big, you know, certain places. So what I'm trying to say is like, there are differences there too, in the way we were raised and all yeah. those kinds of things. But I just feel like if, if, if everyone went out of their way, not to put people in these particular positions and were a, actual fucking responsible adults that knew how to drink or do all those kinds of things. And none, none of this would ever happen. None of this would ever happened. You know, none of it. This wouldn't have happened with you at Signore's. This movie theater shit with the person if he was raised by parents wouldn't have fucking happened. The person at Hardwater, all that kind of shit wouldn't have happened if everyone just respected each other and respected the rules of the, ro- of, of the road, but they don't. So it's it's frustrating to hear these particular things. I'm frustrated for you just because even though you guys found, found it funny, that's not funny. Like, you know, like that's fucked up. You should be able to walk into a restaurant, and have a normal experience and not be harassed and bothered by assholes, even if they are very foreign, as you guys explained. <laughs> Quite far. Quite far. I'm sorry. Inevitably, far. at the next one of these Marvel Comics movie DC screenings, this will happen again. I'll go your way. I'll do the tap. Excuse okay. me. Do you mind turning off your phone, not being a complete jackass? Guaranteed. Otherwise, I'll pump your teeth down your fucking throat. That's you, don't, you don't need to do all well, that. I'm, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to do it really calm. I'll do it really calm. That's what you wanted. That's no, what no, you no, asked it's for. It's more a direct message of just, hey, can you stop? They'll say, okay, and they'll stop. We'll see. They will. All right. I guarantee they will. Okay. <laughs> Colin, what's your topic? Uh, I want to just talk quickly about um, about fake news, uh, just in the sense that uh, you know I don't like crooked things. What are you, know, are you like trying crooked. to you're trying to get it? Yeah, per- just perpendicular to yeah, this guy. Exactly. Okay. So um, I'm just kind of curious what you guys have been hearing about this and what you think about this. I won't get too far into to, into the nitty gritty, other than to say that. Uh, the campaign between Trump and Clinton had brought up a very interesting notion that um, there are 
fake news outlets or people propagating um, fake or unsavory news or half truths about the other candidate. Um, this is specifically being leveled at Trump people passing things around about Clinton, but it does go both ways and it goes, you know, to House and Senate races and stuff like that as well. And other things that are, have nothing to do with politics. This is I'm the whole curious, Facebook thing, right? Exactly. So I'm curious what you guys have heard about it and what you think about it. Um, and how do you think it might stop or should it stop? Um, because I think it's an interesting kind of topic that has been making the rounds the last few days and or last few weeks, really. And, um, I'm kind of uh, torn on it. Sure. So I'm kind of because like, isn't Facebook talking about banning these stories, these fake news stories? Yeah, to that, yeah. that's yeah, the story that's going around. Just making it? sure. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. keeping abreast this situation. Me too. Aside, just but as now, much like, as you are. Is, but yeah, yeah, Facebook's trying to get rid of it. I don't think it's possible to get rid of it because that requires so much work, and I feel like so much news stories. Like, what what defines a fake news story versus a news story that isn't like a rumor, right? Like, is a rumor fake just because it's not confirmed? So I think Facebook's going to have a lot of problems with that. Uh, I think that the there is no fully solving it. It's really on the people to do the research and understand yeah. what is a fake story versus not a fake story. Uh, for me, I don't really know too much about the whole political realm of it, but from the entertainment side, there's so, so many sites that you could just look at and being educated at all on what a website looks like, you can look at this and be like, they're trying to give me some free iPods. You know, like this any is, of the this stories is, you find at the end of anyone who's using the Taboola. Taboola I, any, I throw out IGN because we work there and I saw it all the time of like, you won't believe what this celebrity looks like now. Exactly. And it's just like, then that's not even the same person. There's like yeah. all this fucking bullshit. It's just to get clicks, just to serve ads, just to, like, you won't believe. You understand why it's happening. I've enjoyed the one that was going around for a while. Like, you won't believe what child star is dead. And there was a photo of Chandler Riggs and Chandler Riggs like tweeted out. He's like, not, I wouldn't believe fuck. it. I wouldn't believe it either. Because yeah. like when you click through, it's not about him. At all. It's just about child actors yeah. that are dead. But I mean, all that stuff, it's very uh, algorithmic where things are figuring out what's the best headline and thumbnail that yeah. mo the most people are clicking on. That's why when you're reading articles and you see these like widgets that are just like best of the web or whatever, and it's all the same fucking images you've seen a million times, yeah, yeah. it's because people keep clicking those things. When you click on it, you have four ads on that page. People are making money off that shit. And then it go, goes a step further when you actually have a whole article that seems realistic written behind it when it's not just a look slide at these show. kids. Then, yeah, Paging all the slideshows. Slide because then those are the things where they'll, because what they do there is the uh, number six will blow your mind. Yep. So then they force you to click through six times and like they're getting all that shit. But it's like, it's the, the articles that seem like they're well-written and seem like they're doing something that gets shared. And when they get shared on Facebook, everyone's fucking well, remember, clicking on them. Sorry, I know when you cut you off. I was thought you'd naturally end there. Uh, the thing about it, too, is that, remember, it's not even that they're reading the articles. It's the headlines people are sharing. And there yeah. was that great... I forget who put it out, but it was the... Uh, the headline was, um, using this loophole, Bernie Sanders could take the presidency from Donald Trump, right? And then when you click through and read it, the intro is like... That's a complete bullshit headline. There's no way that could happen. Donald Trump's your president-elect. But this is the problem, is that 95% of people who share this will not read this, even this far into the yeah. article to understand what's happening. Definitely. Like I remember about a year ago, or it must have been longer than that at this point, but there was an article that went out from a site that looked legit, and it was like, oh, the MCU has the rights. It finally happened. Spider-Man and X-Men are going to be in this. And they wrote this whole article that was like talking about how this changes the, the MCU. Yeah. And it like, it looked like it was presented in a real, real ass way, but it was bullshit ass news. Yeah. But that thing went fucking viral because people saw it and it was like, Oh, this looks like it's credible. And then, it was the same millions thing. and millions of views. The uh, pairing of what I think turned out to be correct. But when they're talking about civil war and they were saying, um, 
Tom Holland's Spider-Man costume, when you first see it, it'll be like, uh, you know, put together by a kid. And they had that art that was like somebody's fan art, but they mm-hmm. didn't source it correctly that way. So everyone thought it was concept art, even me, where I was like, this looks fucking awesome. And kids had to be on Twitter be like, that's not what's happening. That's ma- that's Some just deviant like, art like, shit. Oh, that's still cool. I mean, but yeah, now it skews what I thought that was. Right. Yeah. In terms of that. But- and, that's the problem, though, is like, so what is the line between if you saw that article being passed around Facebook on some bullshit ass website that's yeah. obviously fake or when IGN writes an article about it because they got it from this other source or whatever and they have an article that says, well, rumors are this is the concept art for Spider-Man because it was incorrectly sourced in the beginning. Sure. You sure. know, and then it's like, is that real news or fake news or rumors or where does that fall? And how does how's Facebook going to stop that? Sure. I, I think you the the heart of the matter here is finding the sites that you think do it right. You know what I mean? I don't think IGN would have written about it and not clarified in some way what that was. And granted, I understand, ground zero, maybe they fuck it up, right? I, I thought in a savage, savage retweet yesterday, Patrick Klepek retweeted the IGN, Last Guardian is canceled, like the day all the reviews were posted. I was like, fuck Klepek, that's really harsh. But then also, like that takes me back to that moment of when IGN Russia is saying it, and like, all right, run with it kind of thing. It was... N- no, one of the most infuriating moments of my entire career. Sure. Yeah, we had nothing to do with it. Nope, we didn't. Um, uh, but uh, if we did, it wouldn't have gotten written. But that's the uh, thing is like I, everybody uh, makes mistakes, and that's yeah. the problem where you make a mistake and you can get flogged for it two years later on Twitter that you're still. Oh, I got blamed for that. Yeah. And I didn't even write oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I knew that it was false. And if anyone actually bothered to ask me, I would have told them that. Um, but the particular thing that I think is interesting about this per, on Facebook is that um, I'm dubious of Facebook. I like the idea of, you know, let me back up. People are talking about like how this is a First Amendment issue. It isn't. It's not a First Amendment issue. You don't understand what the First Amendment is if you think this is an issue. First Amendment is is the government telling you you can't say something. Um, news sites, private sites or public sites like Facebook and Twitter have every right to curtail whatever you want. Then they were they banned, famously Twitter banned Milo Yiannopoulos and other people from Twitter completely and people were flipping out about this. And it's like, that might, I wouldn't probably do that because it shows that you're somewhat biased against uh, far right people, which maybe you should be, but you, there's a bunch of far left fucking lunatics I mean, there are plenty of just nut jobs on the left on Twitter as well, and you leave them alone. So I understand how that can be a little bit weird. And it's actually the same thing with Facebook, where um, uh, earlier in the year, I think it was earlier in the year, it was during the primaries, uh, Facebook was try- actually had active news curators. And we f- what we found out was that they were incredibly biased, that they would bury anything positive about Republicans or Trump or any of the other Republicans running and raise all this left-wing stuff up. And that's my particular concern is that there's actually a partisan lens that this is all being done through. The point I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of character assassination, a lot of very personal kind of attacks going on that I think are veiled um, attacks to diminish a person's um, political uh, reputation or personal reputation, all those kinds of things. And I'm afraid that if we just focus on one particular side of it, um, that there's that that we we you know it's the it's the false equivalency thing people get mad about with with Trump versus Clinton or whatever where everyone's like well I, you know I always said like well Clinton's certainly more fit than Trump but they both are fucking terrible and I, I stand by that and it's the same kind of thing where um, you know people are like well there's a false equivalency the right is doing this far more to people on the left than the left on the right and I'm like that's true but you just have to make sure to to, to balance those kinds of things out so that like because um, what I'm afraid of happening and what this is what I'm seeing particularly with the fake news cycle and the kind of the attacks on. Um, specifically on Trump and, and, and his people is like, they're going to exhaust the American public right into a second Trump term. They keep doing this, you know, like th- that's that's the crazy thing there in, in terms of, you know, trying to bury things that might be true under the guise of fake news. So if I'm making any sense, what I'm particularly saying is we have to make sure that fake news isn't this wide swath of things that just you just don't like. But sure. it also can't just be 
character assassinations on one side that are ignored at the for, at the sake of other character assassinations on the other side equally false, but they're the ones targeted. So you have to have some sort of very you have to have like an ombudsman doing and, and probably a bunch of ombudsmen doing this in a very fair way. And it's hard to remove your biases when you're doing these kinds of things. And that's why I'm, I'm very dubious of the, of the uh, Facebook's ability to do this and Twitter's ability to do this and why I do understand some, some distraught, the distraught nature of some people being like, well, why are all of these people being targeted, but not all of these people. And then when you start going down that road, then what you find is that you're just removing disparate voices that everyone kind of thinks are crazy anyway, but there's still some sort of inherent bias that people think you're working on under. So my solution would be to leave it all alone. You, you have to be some sort of fucking moron to think half these things are true anyway. And if you do, then that's your problem. You know, like, like it's not my problem that you think that this thing about Hillary Clinton is real. Read it. What's the source? You know, like did no one go to school and learn about primary and secondary sources? Like, I mean, most I, people I are using them want to throw them around. Like I've had arguments with people about this where they're throwing things out. I'm like, that's not true. Like, and, well, that's what I read. I'm like, no, you read a headline about that. That's not really what is happening. And that's where you found you're getting all these beliefs. And that's where you're going and how you're voting and how you did in the past presidential election. Yeah. yeah the, the other problem, too, is that in terms of like, what's your source? Like, I feel like so much of the, the fake news things, at least, um, I don't know, nowadays, but a year or two ago, it was always sites that looked like real sites. So it'd be like Wall Street Journal, but journal like the 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 L was actually capital I. Like things like that to like trick people. Yeah. So they think that it's a legit thing and the site looks exactly like the other site looks. And uh, this happens a lot with so many different things. And I remember there was like a really long going thing where there was like video game sites that did this and there was a whole bunch of fake ass Half-Life 3 coming, you know, this day and like all this shit that's like obviously not true, but it looked like IGN's reporting on it. It looked like, you know, GameSpot is backing it up and all this shit, but it's not. But then people see that and they're like, oh, well. That's credible. That's yeah. totally like, I believe this isn't a real thing. So they, they share it and then everybody else just has it. And then once it gets caught in the algorithms, you're, you're done. Like, cause then that site is there forever. And with how these sites work and there's no really way around it without fucking everything up. That means those sites are always going to get promoted on Facebook and going to get put in front of people. So when they do the next thing, they already have that jump off point of being seen by X amount of people, which they're then going to share it. And then the cycle continues. Yeah, I, I think um, I, to, to the point, like a more, a more laissez-faire approach, I think is actually the most appropriate. Specifically because yeah. I just I just don't know how you win. Like, well, that's to your point. Like they, they, it just, I think letting it all go is better than than trying to curtail or uh, monitor or uh, kind of create these these artificial walls. Because then then you're basically only people are only seeing what you want them like what you want them to see. And then there is even if you think you're doing the right thing and you're saying like, well, this is real. This is real. It's like well. This goes back to the Trump conversation we had several weeks ago. Where we're like, I don't trust any, what anyone says anyway, and and I don't even trust the news wires anymore. Nonetheless, Politico and the Hill and all these sites that I really actually love, even Drudge, obviously has you know who I, I adore and, and and I've revered for a long time. I have a huge problem with him too because everyone's just got an agenda, and so just let everyone have their agendas, and then you just have to figure out what's actually true and what's false. It's unfortunate that has to be that way, but Walter Cronkite and all these people are fucking long gone, and and the internet has proliferated information to such a degree that anyone can write something. The political piece I wrote about the election was probably read and shared more than half the shit on Politico, you know? But I could have just made all that up. No, And there's no way to, to monitor that, and so I understand people's particular... Uh, you know, uh, anger and animosity towards this particular thing, but I just don't know how you, how you solve it. And yeah, you asked in the beginning, how do you solve it and what do you do? And I mean, I do think it's putting it on Facebook, putting it on Twitter is tough. I think the easier answer is making it better 
informed voting base you know what i mean a better country or better more informed country in terms of what they're consuming and how they're consuming it and how what a trusted source looks like and what a trusted website looks like and getting beyond the headline and doing all these things that are super difficult when all you want to do is scroll through your facebook feed where it is an echo chamber not even i'm not talking about our video game echo chamber it's the echo chamber of who you follow and who you like so that when i see you know family members who are sharing these memes or stuff where you're like this isn't true at all like but that's all you're seeing because that's all you're text in, on an image exactly so you're true. you're in this that's who you follow so you see the same things over and over again. If you just followed us, you think the Vita was super successful. But you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. got to have a wide berth of you know, things. And, and I use Steve Bannon again as an example. I don't find Steve Bannon a very savory person. I think I'm a little confused why he's even involved in anything at all because he has no experience in, pol in political strategy. But he did help win Trump the election or whatever. And when people really started to talk about him, I was, you know, I think people have to train themselves to just be skeptical about the things that they're hearing, like the, 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 they pass the, the basic smell test or whatever. When I was reading these particular things about Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon's a neo-Nazi. Steve Bannon hates women. Steve Bannon, I'm like, this, I, what went through my mind, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm like this, like, how is that possible? How is it possible that Steve Bannon, who's basically the chief of staff, is a neo-Nazi? How is that possible? So I started reading all the stories and I'm like, and I'm reading these sensationalist headlines from Slate, from you know, from reputable sources, from Mother Jones, from all these things. And I'm like, but then you read the story, right? And I'm like, what did he say? What has he said? You know, what? Why? Where do you get these things? And and it all points back to Breitbart. And I'm like, okay, so he didn't say any of this actually. And and so you you start to say like, okay, the man gave a platform to terrible people to say terrible things, but he didn't say it. You know, and I'm like, that is an important differentiator. He's just a businessman that wants to make money and he just found his niche. I have no idea how the fuck he feels because he doesn't say anything. So should we try to maybe get an interview? Should we try to like get a primary source? Who knows the man? Can we can we figure out, you know, but no one does the digging. Then that kind of shit just circulates and spins for constantly. And then it becomes part of the zeitgeist of politics or part of, of the news cycle. And then it becomes true. And I'm like, and I still look at the man today and I still read about him. I'm like, I just don't know what's true about this person because of this problem. Like. It doesn't make sense. Is there really a white supremacist in the in in the Oval Office? I I just you know you know understand what I'm saying. So I'm like it just doesn't pass well, the sure, basic but I'm, smell test. I mean you're from based on what you said though. I mean it's like well he seems like a shitty guy. If that's, yeah he if does. That's but the business model he's going to give people too, right? Sure, I'm not disputing. Like that I think at if all. we put up videos of like people saying like man black people suck and like we were like well we didn't say it Alfredo did like it's like. I, I would still think that would blow back on us and make us look like that. And I don't think sure, but I, I but but, but draw it back. I, I don't I don't dispute that at all with him. Um, and it might not be the best example because I, I again I've I've only read Breitbart a few times and it's just, I just don't I just find it a strange website and not for me. It's a little too far right and a little too uh, intentionally inflammatory. I think I don't think it's even inflammatory. I think they just do it to be inflammatory, and I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't think there's any value in that. But I also don't like making value judgments based on. Um, degrees of separation from things too. Like I want to know like what people have said and what people have done. And so I just try to, get, I guess what I'm trying to say is I try to also give people the benefit of the doubt until I see, you know, because I know what it's like uh, in a much less uh, major way and in a much less inflammatory way. People say like on forum stuff, say like, well, Colin said this and that. I'm like, no, I didn't. I never said that. I just never ever said it, you know, sure. like, and I, so I know what that's, what that's like to be attacked. It's video games mostly. But it's still the same. I, I mean, coming off of uh, PSX, the, like the, I said something on our panel that got twisted and misquoted and put out there and people were pissed about it. I'm like, it's not what I said. So you can totally be mad about that. But when you watch the video or listen to the MP3, hopefully you'll be like, oh, wait, no. Like there was a guy on NeoGAF once and someone pointed this out to me. This was a long time ago where someone was like, I was making fun of the Wii U somewhere or something like that. And some guy was saying, I watched Colin play. Um, what was that? What was the uh, 
fuck? What was the game? Captain it was like Toad. it was like it was like Bayonetta or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I watched Count. He was terrible at it. I was at E3. I was behind or whatever. And I'm like, that literally never happened. I yeah. never even played Wii U. I don't think once at E3 until I played Zelda. And I'm like, so you're literally just making shit up about me. Then that gets spun out of control. Um, and and then people read into those kinds of things. And so I, tr- I try to be cognizant of those. Like, I'm like, that's just not ha- that doesn't happen. You're a fucking liar. And so when I read things like that, then I'm like, well, I want to just get down to the nitty gritty into the truth. And the truth about this particular Steve Bannon guy, for instance, is we don't know what's in his heart. He gave a platform to these people. That's the headline. Not automatically making an assumption or making an inflammatory thing that drives a wedge between people and offends people for no reason, you know, with no journalistic integrity there. I have a huge problem with that. Might be that he's a fucking full-blown Joseph Goebbels type. I have no idea. But, you know, I'm looking for quotes. I'm looking for primary sources. I'm looking for people to actually do the hard work. And we were talking about it before where these people just regurgitate shit over and over again. And then you just don't know where the, what the source is and where it came from. It's not valuable to anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think the solution with fake news is to educate yourself. It's the same thing I always say about Citizens United, right? Everyone's all upset about money and politics. I'm like, the only reason money and politics works is because you don't care. You're easy enough to be bought with a commercial. That's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed to admit that. You know, you should be so embarrassed to admit that money is buying your opinions instead of just going and doing the hard work of reading about what's actually true and what's actually real. Money and politics wouldn't matter. If you actually gave a fuck. So sure. Citizens United is irrelevant. But Scott Wiener had Steve Urkel in his commercial. He did. That's true. Come on now. Yeah. Also, shout out to this woman on the plane the other day. I never told you this story. I was on the plane the other day, right, flying back. This woman, I look over, she's got an iPhone, and she's watching Family Matters reruns on it. It's like, fuck. That's dead a motherfucking cation. Like, Damn. All like right, she, cool. I wonder how she did that. You know? I, and I was trying to figure out if it was the United on your, the United. Something tells me it's But not. even then I was like, would United have all of fucking yeah. family matters on this fucking phone? Like, that's, she must have, you know, either, you know, bought on DVD, ripped it herself. Yeah. Get, like converted it to MP4. Probably, right? they got, they pretty... Really? Family matters on iTunes, you think, Kev? Yeah. Thanks, Kev. Or she, or she bought them on iTunes, which somehow is even worse. <laughs> So I, I think that, I, I don't know. So I, I, I just thought it was an interesting topic. I particularly am fascinated by the Steve Bannon guy because I just don't understand him. And I don't understand how this whole, you know, I read about him pretty often when, when new things come up. But what I'm finding is it's just because he refuses to talk to anyone, really. I think he gave an interview actually to Hollywood Reporter, which was pretty interesting that I retweeted and people got mad about that. But um, where I was just like, well, what what's the re-? it's kind of the way I feel at North Korea where like there's just no information. So you just you gobble up any possible thing you can, but you don't really know what's true or false. Huh? Huh? Oh yeah, well, I mean, they sent Dennis Rodman over there, but we don't know. But we don't know anything about them. Is the point? Like, we don't we don't have an inside source. We don't have like even the South Koreans have a problem in infiltrating them. They don't really know what's going on and like the power structure there. It's just an example of like, I'm I'm curious about what the truth is. And unfortunately, I think what's happened with this with this fake news thing is that th- there's actually two or three or four truths, and that's just not possible. That's just not possible, right? Steve Bannon either is an anti-Semite or he isn't, and. What I've, what I've seen is I'm like, okay, he has a website that has some anti-Semitic views, right? Or was a C, I don't really know what he did there, but he was a high up person there, right? At this website that ha- gives voice to disparate alt-right. I don't really know what alt-right means, but this alt-right, I really don't. I have no idea what that top term means. According but, to the internet, neo-Nazi. Uh, but this neo-Nazi, I don't know, whatever, right? And then, I ha- and then I'm seeing things where I'm like, there are G- literally Jewish people working for him saying like, the man's not an anti-Semite. I work with him, you know? And I'm like, how can those both be true? Like, I, I don't understand how they can, how can they possibly both be true? It's not, it's not possible. So someone's lying, right? One of these things isn't true. And that's the one problem with it, or a problem with the fake news thing is like, I don't know. I have no idea. 
Yeah. And there, and I, I really do feel like facts were objective at one point. Yeah. Not too long ago. You know, they were objective. But this is the silly season we kind of live in now. And I, I think it's going to get worse. And I don't really think it's incumbent on Facebook and Twitter to monitor these things. I think it's I think it really is incumbent on people to figure it out for themselves. If it's too weird or too or, or too strange or doesn't sound right, it probably isn't. Yeah. Or at least there's some sort of mistruth or a nugget of truth within the fakeness or whatever. I don't know. It's an interesting kind of thing. I just wish everyone would stop talking about it so we can get back to the real news. Thank you very much, Kev. Family Matters available on iTunes right now, ladies and gentlemen. My topic. I thought we'd play a game of The Contender. Ooh. I think it's been a tense 2016 with all this election stuff. So now us three will run for president against each other. Oh, God. Why? I don't know. It's a card game. It's not like we actually have to know things. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to need Skycam big time on this one, Big Kev Dog. So this is The Contender, the game of presidential debate. About this time last year, I believe, or possibly the Christmas before that, Justin Young sent this in to you, Colin Moriarty. Uh, and then and we never, ever used it. Nope. And then I saw it on the shelf in the spare bedroom because now it's very abandoned. And I thought, we should do this as a topic. It'll be great for the four of us. Okay. And then Nick's like, too bad you put all your eggs in that basket. I ain't going to be here. So start opening up these things. I'll tell you the rules, all right? Do we need all of them open? Uh, Yeah. I think we're going to want to keep the orange ones that are over here apart. Do not toss them. No, there's no need. They have little things on them, like cigarette packs. So the setup here, I'm going to go through. Number one, setup. Whoever, Kevin, you're gonna, this is something you're going to have to vote on, and you're going to be the final voice of reason on this. Before you go, just answer this question. Whoever has the most presidential hair is the first moderator. Who has the most presidential hair oh, of, of us, Kevin? Greg, bro. I'm going to go with Greg. Presidents don't use as much product as I use. No, I don't, like... It's yeah, so it's cool, though. Look, Look at, at it. It's so cool. Look towards me a little bit, Greg. Yeah. I don't know. He's too cool to be a president. You see that thing? Yeah, yeah that's good. Doing this line. Okay, All right, get, so it's me. I'm the first moderator. So cool. Gameplay. The moderator draws a topic card and reads it to the candidates. Okay. The candidate to the left of the monitor, that'd be you, Tim, responds by playing one, two, or three argument cards while reading the text aloud. After playing, the candidate draws until they, again, hold five argument cards. Play continues in a circle until each candidate has played exactly three cards candidates who do not play all three at once will take several turns winning at the end of the round the moderator awards the topic card to their favorite candidate that person yeah, becomes the new moderator whoever collects the most topic cards wins so these are the topic cards yes let's separate all the topic cards off this thing topic cards so these are these are all your argument oh no they're attack and distract attack, distract distract but i think attack. that still counts even attack and distract counts as an argument card you understand? So what are, what do you have right now? What are those? These are the topic cards. Okay, okay, cool. So we'll do a test a test of what we think the round is. Okay. Right, and then I'll show you what how I think it's going to play. What the fuck was I that? Don't know. Why did you do that? Felt right at the time. Okay. Do you, do you it's a presidential thing to do. do you, 2020 is a different time. 2020 is definitely a different time. So, mm. theoretically, I would draw this topic card. Corporate handouts. Candidate the country is recovering from a devastating real estate bubble, yet the current administration continues to dole out billions to America's wealthiest corporations. Does this strategy make it rain on a needy economy, or does it leave the poorest among us without an umbrella? Then, Tim, you'd have five cards. There are your all, five. Are they all attack or some defense? They distract. They're all, they're all... These are all... There's, okay, there's one attack. I mean, I'm going to shuffle all this stuff for you, but they're... they're so then that would be down there. You'd be the first candidate to go. Candidate to the left of the response by playing one, two, or three argument cards. Remember, you're going to go for a total of three. So you could go 
all at once if you wanted. Make your one giant argument. You could go piece by piece, respond to what he's saying with your things. You understand what's happening? How many? Sorry, how many can I do? Do I just three, choose one? The, the round ends when you've both played three cards. Both. So it's not all three of us. I'm the moderator. You're playing Colin. right now against Ka Colin. Colin, okay. You're going to make an argument. Using so these you, cards. You could put down all three things. You could put down three cards right now, correct? Mm -hmm. But the problem with that would be, then you're done. And Colin can take his thing and be like, well, he says this, so I'm going to say, bah, and pop down like, these different things. Are you following? Yes. So do I get them as well? Yeah. So what are, these other, five. What are these other stacks? I mean, I'm there just, are just tons of cards. I'm just going to throw these Because you play five down. at a time or whatever. All right, cool. Fuck not? So corporate handouts. Give yeah. me your... You, tell me what you're gonna you're gonna say. That's traitor talk. I would like to be the first to say, "This is me." <laughs> okay, <laughs> Colin, how would you respond? So wait, I, I'm confused because I have these cards with with uh, um, like fill in the blanks. Okay, so I don't know how these all fit. So I don't know either. This is my first time playing Contender. We just opened it. Fill in the blank spaces on cards with a topic from the current topic card. Oh, so corporate handouts. Okay. So you have to fill it with corporate handouts. Okay. Okay. Yeah, candidate. So there's 40 topic cards and 460 <laughs> argument cards. Candidates string together multiple argument cards to create the best argument attack, attack opponents or okay. rally the I public. I got it. Okay. I got it. Ready? Yeah. Kevin, go to the sky cam. Americans are learning about corporate handouts from TV. I will not rest until all Americans have corporate handouts. <laughs> I will finish what I started. Damn. <laughs> and now that you've each played three cards, right? Yes. Yeah, I would pick who I think wins. Play continues in a circle until each candidate has played exactly three cards. Okay. Okay. And, and so yours are which? Where are yours? Um, these are mine. So I, put them. So Colin, put them. Colin wins this round. That's traitor talk. I would like to be the first to say this is me. See, so like it's like a Donald Trump. That's answer. the way like the way I think it's more interesting to play. And I, I'm not going to stop yeah. you is that if Colin would have been like Americans are learning about that from TV. Right. And then you would have played that's traitor talk. And then he would have responded with another card and you would respond again. Uh, I think you can go for the knockout it. punch right away. Got this it, is my it. argument. This all flows together perfectly. Got it. Okay. But I don't think you so, have to. So, so now I need to respond to that with one of these. No, because no, now you've played three cards. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why so I, that was the I think the one by one makes more sense. Personally. So, so we can put all of these cards together, then, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Correct. Right, so correct. Let's, let's, since you're, you're drawing so much. Boy, let's shuffle them all up. I like these. This. Are, these are all I like shuffled. this a lot. Push these in. Okay. Topic cards get discarded up here. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. We're learning a new game. Yay. You know what I got in the mail the other day? Um, the Cyanide and Happiness game. What is it called? Joke Hazard. Joking, Joking hazard. hazard. Yeah, I got my my uh, big red box, another one, from because oh. I backed on a Kickstarter after we did it. Huh. We we're, spo we're supposed to be voices in that. I forgot about that. We're supposed to record them. The what? game? Yeah. Oops. What game? I hate you. No, no for their, their shows. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, it is. That's a good gig for us. Yeah. We make voices a lot. Animated series right now. Kind of funny.com. Can we make sure that Animated series .com? Yeah, it'll happen. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You did fuck us out of being in the Rooster Teeth movie. You guys didn't know this. I was in the movie. Fuck you all. You weren't in the movie. No, I wasn't. There you go. All right, cool. I'm gonna, I'll dole you out five each. Mm -hmm. Put that up there. Nice ad for them. For this, and this isn't sponsored, by the way. 
No, clearly not. As we don't really like, know. Hold on to it for 18 months and then do something with it. I'm going to... I'll give myself five, too. Kevin can be a red. moderator. Well, the problem with that is... I thought about that, too. That Kevin could moderate each one of the arguments. But then, what if he only just keeps picking you? Why See? would he do that? Because he loves you the most. But Kevin, he, can you be an impartial moderator? I so don't what, like Tim that You're going to be an impartial moderator? Yeah. You love Colin the most. No. Yeah, it's not even close. No. But Colin doesn't love you that much. I know. <laughs> That's why I punish him. <laughs> These are awesome. So do you, you want? Do we want to make Kev the moderator? Or do yeah, we? Yeah, let Kevin okay. be the moderator. All right, cool. I wasn't we'll listening go. to the rules. So or understand we're make, how this works. We're, we're gonna put down a topic card. Actually, hold on. Hold, I'm coming to you. Okay, but there's a lot of things open here that you're like, wait, you're not working. These are the. the Let me get my coffee. You, oh, <laughs> you, you'll read out the debate topic, and then we'll each go around. Uh, sorry, from Tim, this way around. So I pick the one I like best. Sure, that's fine. Whatever you think. Of, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right, that's Sky not King. how you're supposed to play it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, right, are so we all? You, we're we're looking good on Skycam up here. Yeah. What, uh, what do you want to? Sh Skycam. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to move these down. Give ourselves a bigger field to play. See, Kevin. There you go. I mean, it's not like people are going to be able to read the cards. Well, it still looks it's pretty. It's still interesting. More interesting than, uh, yeah. yeah. Can we make a pretty, pretty shot? No, it's pretty looking. All right, gameplay. That looks good. So moderator draws a topic card and reads it to the candidates. The candidate to the left of the moderator responds by playing one, two, or three argument cards while reading the text aloud. After playing, the candidate draws until they are back to five argument cards. The play... The play continues in a circle until each candidate has played exactly three cards. Candidates who do not play all three cards at once will take several turns. Winning at the end of the round, a moderator awards the topic to their favorite candidate. That person becomes a new moderator. Whoever wins, I guess, will start the next round. Okay, mm. so just pick one off the top. Just pick the one off the top and read it. Kev. Christmas. Candidate. Over 50% of voters who describe themselves as Christian claim that this is a culture war on Christmas. No, there is a culture war on Christmas. Do you believe this? Um, the reason for the season is under fire? Or should those concerned realize that there's more than one way to deck the halls? You're a regular Gwen Eiffel over there. All right, let's see. I don't know what that so means. She's, de she's dead, actually. RIP Gwen Eiffel. I don't know what that Tim, means. Tim, you have to start off this, this argument here Famous. before Kevin decides to win. She's a moderator for yeah, a bunch right. of political... She worked at PBS forever. She was the black woman that's on PBS NewsHour. Oh, yeah, she did just pass away. So Christmas and the war on it, Tim. What do you got to start off? What Christmas. are you doing? But wait, so who's who's going? All three of you guys are going right now. Tim is going to go, uh -huh. and then as many as he puts down, then Colin goes, and as many as he puts down, I go, and then once we've all played three cards, it's over. But we'll just keep going. You go around the circle until everybody's put down three. All right. So got it. Tim. Tim's so leading Tim off. Might... Sky activate, activate my trump card. Say it. Not so fast. You're just going to leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Christmas will not happen without us. Oh, you can draw a card. Oh, okay. Responding to Colin. Want to bet? Huh. Coward. My black friends will agree with me on the following point. What's your point? You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, guys. Colin's doing great. 
about the Christmas? That's all you got about Christmas? Hold on. <laughs> okay, all right. So my my here we go. Okay, so he says black people agree. Black friends will agree on this. You're racist. Black friends, racists. That's all you ever talk about. <laughs> and then I look at and then I look at the kid. Give me my one because this is what I would say to the people. Rich people. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he has the perfect card. Who won the debate? Oh, <laughs> oh no, sorry. Tim's, Tim's still got to go. Still uh, oh, man. I don't got any good ones. You forfeit? So don't blame rich people. I think you can use, for those blanks, you can use whatever you want. Oh. Don't blame rich people. Blame the people who use Christmas. <laughs> Not my best hand. Okay. Kevin, who do you think won that debate? Now, Colin did very good. But Greg, just having to have that card. Yeah. It's, I'm going to give it to Greg. Thank okay. you. That's fair enough. It's one point for me. Similar to Hillary Clinton, it doesn't work when you call everyone racist. We've learned that here in The Contender. Do I give the stack to No, uh, we'll keep track. I have one. Don't worry. You keep no because we're. I think we're it's making better with him. So we're just gonna make so you moderator. Cards, so throw yeah. all your cards away, and then we'll give you five more. Oh, really? Damn it. Okay, I was keeping this one. We can't fix blank with space lasers. Damn. <laughs> Should I read the next one? Not yet. Hold on. We're getting our cards. Okay. Okay. Outsourcing candidates, despite federal and state incentives. To stay uh, stateside, companies continue to flock overseas. Do lower prices bolster the economy? Or are the companies selling American workers out? Selling them out. We just need to improve the existing system. Damn. Presidential answer. How dare you? Solid rebuttal. We would be fools to ignore outsourcing. Our children are victims of, a of an abundance of outsourcing. When the going gets rough, you got to hang tough to make it. I'm telling the people to hang tough. The businesses. Oh, I take Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already went. You already did three, right? Two. two. Oh, you only did two? Ooh. I'm black. Deal with it. I gotta give this one to Colin. It's not over. Oh, it's not? No. no. I don't understand the rules. My administration has top men working on outsourcing right now. Oh, so you're the incumbent? I don't know. I said we. It oh. says we. I was oh, just, okay. I, I guess my team, I can just, we. We have top men working on outsourcing right now. Still gonna give it to Colin. It's not over. Everyone has to play three cards, Kevin. I can play them all at once or one at a time. It seemed like you guys have played a bunch of cards already. I hate him. This isn't a beauty contest. <laughs> now you're giving us the call unofficially? Still giving it to All Colin. right, thank you. <laughs> Tim, are you even trying? It's hard, man. I'm just trying to deal with what I mean, I'm Colin done. seems to have no problem. He's getting a lot of good race points. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dealing. Oh, sorry. You're fine. You got the race pile in front of him? I need to have one card that says something about black people, black people <laughs> on every hand. <laughs> All right, let's see. Kev, you want to read? You can. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Police brutality. Candidate. Law enforcement has come under fire as viral videos of alleged police misconduct makes headlines. Do you believe our boys in blue are seeing red, or is the current outrage whitewashing a complex issue? Look, this is a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Solid start, Tim. Solid start. Can you keep it going? Let's see. Someone must be telling the truth. That's a little off base. We have always been better at police brutality than other nations. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. We're going to need something more substantial than that. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired. <laughs> Mm. I don't like any of my cards. Resist insanity. Embrace sanity. That's it. Trust no one. I play by my own rules. I would like to take a moment to thank our super awesome moderator. Brown nosing aside, Tim had the strongest start. And so oh, we got ourselves a race over yeah. here. Mm -hmm. But excellent strategy, Colin. You want me to do it? Excellent yeah, sure. strategy. I don't know if I like it. I don't. Okay. I don't. I, it's interesting. I think I don't think I would play it. Right, right yeah, that's the thing. Is like it, it's it's it, on paper. It sounds like it's gonna be like a Cards Against Humanity. You're choking hazard. Fill in the stuff. But then it's just so the arguments are all so disjointed. Mm. And, I, and are we playing it wrong? I don't think we're playing it wrong, right? Because no, it we feels are. like if we you are. could sounds, I read if it. you could interject or whatever something like you mm. know you say something and I'm like trust no I don't know or if you had three rounds at a time you know what I mean three sets. Let's play one more. This will be the tiebreaker. Whoever wins this wins it. And Kev, give us the table when you're done. Do you want me to stay on the table? Well, just when we're drawing cards, when we're playing the cards, yeah. Okay. Give me the read, though, on what our topic is. Drugs. Candidate. If current trends hold, over 50% of Americans will admit to having used an illegal drug by the end of the year. Very high. Has our current concept of what should and shouldn't be legal gone up in smoke? <laughs> we get it. You have feelings. I would do anything for drugs. <laughs> we have drugs on life support. Well, great. Another opinion. <laughs> yada, yada, yada drugs. <laughs> the solution starts with drugs. My hair gets more press than your solution. Make it count, boys. If you like drugs so much, why don't you marry it? I'm afraid it's not that simple. <laughs> Kevin? I think I have to give it to Greg. Hmm. Hey! Greg won the debate. Hooray! The contender. The master debater, someone call me. The yeah, I think it's a little bit of a disjointed game. It's a nice idea. I think it needs, it's a little half-baked in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's part of that whole trend of, car, you know, 
easy to play. I mean, the rules are very easy to understand, yeah. but unfortunately, there's no depth to the game, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, I feel it's like it's got a limited play there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hold on. So, after one, those are the rules, try- man. I know. Dems to rules. We can't respond to playing one, two, Thank three. Thank you, Kevin. Reading the text you were a great moderator. Excellent moderator. Yeah, You're a regular job. Candy Crawley over there. Remember when Candy Crawley ruined uh, Mitt Romney's chances of being president in 2012 by making shit up about him during the debate? That was fun. Hey. Remember <laughs> Donald Trump became president by making shit up? Yeah. It's different times we live in. Sure. Different times we live in. Meh. All right. Final topic Woo. comes from patreon.com slash kind of funny where our good friend Tack Track, Tack Track supported us to get his topic right on the show. And he says, New Year's Eve stories. Everybody, strap in because this is a ta- a tax track story which we all mm, love. Good lord! Please share. Tim, mm. cue the air horn. <laughs> I was at a bar for New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, and I ran into a girl that I had been working on the <laughs> the week prior. Not being one to allow a good opportunity to go undone, I went to work on her again. The bar owners, whom I knew, asked if we wanted to come to their place for the after party. I said, sure. The girl was down too, and all signs were pointing towards my most wildly successful New Year's yet. Right? Wrong. About 30 minutes into the after party, the champagne, whiskey, hash, and beer started to catch up with me. Hash! My world started spinning. I knew I had to push the abort button before something embarrassing happened. I signaled my friend, and we got the hell out of there. Then it hit me. Where was the girl I drove over with? I had left the party with her. Sure as shit, the phone rings and it's her screaming, where are you? I said, well, that's interesting. I thought you left with us. She then states, you left me. You left me. I said, I'll come back to get you. She follows with, oh, no, I don't think so. To which I replied, but can I see you again, though? She gave me one of those sarcastic sounding laughs and hung up. Happy New Year, Tack Track. Good for you. You fucked up. You fucked up. The hash always causes problems. Tack Track. New Year's Eve stories. New Year's, as I've said before in our holiday rundowns, of course, just another one of these holidays. All right, it's happened once. Do we have to relive it every time? Mm. Do we have to, you know what I mean? Like, is it, you know, whatever. It's, you know, the ball's dropping. We all make fun of, we all make fun of Ryan Seacrest and Dick Clark. We all end up watching it, though. It's always going to be on there eventually. For us, it's on time delay. It's even worse. I know. That's the problem. That's the problem with, so New Year's, uh, there's a lot of problems with New Year's. The first problem is that, you know, the, the, the day, uh, the year is, is, uh, 365 and a quarter days. So, you want me to do it like this? This better? My job is to tell you when it sounds. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so the dateline is in the Pacific and Australia goes first, which is ridiculous. Then by the time you get all the way around, around to us, uh, it's all, oh, it's over. You know, New York has the real New Year's Eve. The East Coast. Surprise, because it's the surprise. ball drop. It's the famous ball. I'm just saying it's the famous ball drop, right? Sure. And totally so what, stupid. No, it's, it is. It's ridiculous. But by the time, like everyone's like, already done with New Year's by the time we get to I feel like it's so disingenuous in California because I'm like it's over everyone else in the world is celebrated this by now it's done Hawaii. it's done yeah Hawaii, Poor Hawaii. they're over there they're doing, there doing roasts. The they're, 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 doing. they're doing good stuff so uh, I, I, but I'm with you, Greg. I, I, I've always hated New Year's. I've never like, I've never, I've never liked it. My only New Year's memory that I have that I think is even worth talking about is uh, in 2011 when um, I, I remember, I remember two things about this night. One was Greg took an Uber home from Nate Ahern's house 
on New Year's Eve and it paid something like $170 for it or something like that. And I and I took the Muni for free and got home before he did. We left at the no, same No, you yes, got home. Yes. You got home 10 yes, minutes. Or no, five minutes yes, after. No. No, I got there no, first. I got there first. No, you didn't. Nope, that's not no, true. No, you didn't. That's not true. I got bye, on the Muni at, at church uh, at a church in DeBose. It was running for free. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. And I got home before you, did not you even beat got me. home. No. I, and you, you paid $170 for everywhere. Yeah, that's, it was that's like five right. times surging. Yeah, yeah. Or no, it was like way more than that. This is like Uber is brand new. I was trying to impress his girls with. Um, Did it so, work? oh yeah, nice. she was the sister of a friend of a uh, uh, not a friend of an acquaintance of ours that we used to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I remember that, and then that same night, I remember I had I had skin cancer, and so I opted to get they they had like these various days, like we can do it this day, this day, this day. And I'm like, I want to get over with as soon as possible. And they were like, All right, so we can do it on like December. Like December twenty seventh or something like that, and that seemed like a good idea because I was like, the quicker I get it out of the way, the quicker I'm gonna heal. Yeah. And then I realized that I have this huge bandage on my nose and this huge gash as I have to go to Nate Ahern's holiday party and explain to everyone why this uh, this had happened. So that's like really like my only memory. I just fucking hate New Year's. I just I don't I don't get why it's a big deal. It's I feel like it's kind of sad in the, a way. The, the thing about New Year's that is enjoyable. Is that it's the holiday for your friends after back-to-back -back holidays with your family. Mm. This is the time where, That's all right, cool, point. all we're doing is going out and getting lit, getting drunk, partying the night away, listening to a DJ, fucking punching somebody and running away and acting like it was a cop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wait, I no. feel like the dude who punched was a cop? <laughs> or are you running away from a cop or are you, are you the cop exactly nobody knows you're so lit nobody <laughs> knows what's happening at that point lit. so so that's my i don't, I don't know I'm, I'm just not a fan i'm not a fan mm -hmm. it's it's not that i'm not a fan it's just like ah, but like this year i'll be in new orleans that'll be fun that'll be different there'll be something going on okay cool i'll be there with jen eric castro and amelia it'll be fun we'll do something different that's it's fine but all the other ones where it's just like i'm at somebody's house cool we eat some food scott Lowe used to throw you know a thing i go over to his house and hang out eat some food hang out yeah. drink drink watch you know Call whatever night. yeah it's yeah Wake up the next morning i remember once we year. went to one here at rick house Craig Baradon, I believe, mm. took over the top level of Rick House. We went there. That was fine, too. Sounds like, like all right, Craig yeah. Baradon move. It does sound like a Baradon move. Yeah. But it's just at some point, it's just like, all right, we got a little bit dressed up and we're drinking. Mm. All right, whatever. New Year's Eve stories for Attack Track. I remember in in college one year, uh, we were doing a dumb antler party. And then somebody we tangentially knew was throwing a New Year's Eve party there where you're supposed to wear Hawaiian shirts. So we went there and did it. And our friend Parker made out with some random girl. And we that was like the biggest success story. We all took photos while it was happening with like wind up cameras and shit. That's dumb shit like that. Yeah. Um, I think I threw an underage drinking party once for a New Year's. I can't remember. But that sounds like something we did. That's that. That, that yeah. does sound like what we did. Yeah. Uh, I remember when uh, Y2K was happening. You've read about this in the history books. I, I have. When Y2K was happening, there I remember being in the basement of my house watching WWE had some kind of New Year's special that night or whatever, right? And I remember watching and at midnight like waiting for something to happen and nothing happened. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. I was listening for something to explode. It's funny. I remember that 99 and the 2001 as well because I was in my room with my friend Kevin who I haven't even seen since high school. And uh, we, yeah, I was... You I was attract like, a lot of Kevins. I do attract a lot of Kevins. Uh, for some people, people you. just keep naming their kids Kevin as well. So that's you know, another thing as well. Solid it's just like, name. It's, it's not a bad name, but it's a very... Kevin you know, Arnold. It's very... It's, I know, which is, makes it all worthwhile actually because that's really a fantastic show, The Wonder Years. What? Uh, what but uh, yeah, I remember that as well because I, I remember my buddy Kevin was playing, I think, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and I was uh, on my computer in my room on my 56K modem. It was very cool. And uh, we were, I was waiting and waiting. Something. Yeah, and it just didn't happen because um, they had fixed the problem and it was all overblown. I can't imagine if, if we were if we had a more connected social media, broadband, internet in 2000, how out of control Y2K would have been. Because that really was, for people that are young, 
younger, don't remember. Y2K really was a fucking crazy thing. It really started in like 98 when, when computer scientists were like, I, we might have actually completely botched everything. Like the computers are not going to respond well to the turn of the century or whatever. Yeah. Even though it's not really the turn of the century until 2001, of course. Uh, but because uh, there is no year zero, Greg, mm -hmm, you see, mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is the whole argument that Kramer and Jerry have. It's a dumb um, argument. And you know Newman. what I mean? I think we can all just admit 2000. And it is quite lame. Yeah. Which I love I, I love that episode. Uh, the Kramer, what is it? A new, new, new mania? New mania. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Do you do you like New Year's, Tim? Are you a, do you have stories? Interesting first time anecdotes. I had, first time I had anal was on New Year's. Nice. It was quite the receiving it or giving it. Uh, giving it. Oh, okay. Giving it. Yeah, haven't received it yet. Was, was it because of that? Year. Was it because it was New Year's? Let's do something special. Let's start it the was New, New Year's. Year with a, a and pop? like it came out of nowhere, as it usually does. Um, but yeah, it like it literally hit midnight, and she just looked at me and said, "Do you want to put it in my butt? We're at a party," and I said, "Yes." Then we left the party. Now you, as you do. As you do. Did you ever get a finger in your butt? Finger in my butt? Mm -hmm. I haven't. You want one? What's up? <laughs> I, Some I people mean, say it's awesome. I, I, I don't have the. I don't have the. The balls I don't have, to do it. I don't have Some the, people say if you you can hit a spot in there, that's fantastic. Spot, I don't have. I, I don't have the pioneering Helper's spirit to gland. investigate. I believe him. All right, cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm enjoying normal orgasms. I don't need anything. See, my, my thing. We've talked about this in love and sex stuff before. But finger in the butt. If it's your thing, go for it. Do you? My thing is, I, I I'm not against it. Go for you want to go in there, go in there, do your thing. But I don't suggest you go in there because like I have to deal with down there sometimes, and I don't like it. Mm, you know, no. it's a mess. Yeah, like I, I feel like uh, the women I've been sexually involved with, they're they know what's going on down there. Things are always tidy and clean in a way that there's no moment in my life that it's tidy and clean mm, down there. Yeah, yeah like I, I, feel like the, yeah. I wipe. I, I I you know I shower. I can wipe. I can do all I want. It's still a mess down there. It's sure. still. Not a good place now, to be. Poops, no, poops. I wouldn't want to be down there either. I mean, if a woman wants to, you know, you know, lick the butthole, you know, I'm going to be like, well, if that's what you're into, but you have to know X, Y, and Z is actually true. It's not, it's dangerous down there, you mm -hmm. know? But if mm -hmm. you, if you're willing to, to withstand the danger, then have all of your pleasures, you know, all of the pleasures with my butthole that you want to have. Yeah. I think there was one New Year's yeah. party. And I, I'd like to hear this, <laughs> to twist this into something for you. Because I do, this is an underage drinking story of when we've discovered drinking and how great it was and how we try to throw parties and stuff. And then we couldn't do it at the condo anymore because the cops tried to bust me, but I had a library card. Long story. Then uh, we started doing the hotel parties <laughs> where we would just get, rent hotel rooms through somebody's brother because somebody's brother was 25 and get the thing and you go there. And I, remember, and I, I was, I, I don't, hard to believe I know Tim, but I was a big gimmick person. I liked having a gimmick for these parties, right? And so one New Year's party, what I had is I bought this oversized uh, Heineken bottle. And I was going to drink that entire oversized. And I mean, like, huge. If you're at home, I'm talking, like, I don't know. If you're at home, I don't know what I'm talking about, actually. I guess four feet, four feet tall, this really giant really Heineken bottle that came down and then went out. You know what I mean? Real wide. And I remember drinking that. And I remember distinctly being at, like, an extended stay and being underneath, like, the little kitchen bar area they had with this giant bottle trying to finish it. Like, it was killing me. Because there was a lot more beer in there than I thought there was. Four feet of beer. Yeah. yeah and now, granted, keep in mind, nowadays, I bet I could take this Heineken bottle down, no problem. But this is like, I'm just getting my drinking shoes. I didn't know what I was signing up for. I had one Heineken in France, and I was like, yeah, this is great. Because I went to France as an underage child to drink for the first time with my friends. I've seen pictures. And the plan was, I'm going to find the drink that will be my drink. I'm going to find my drink. And I got a martini. And that's a hard, that's a fucking, that's, oof, you're jumping right on a bull. It's already bucket at that point when you get mm -hmm. that. Took it, sipped it, terrible, couldn't drink it. Poe tried to drink it. He couldn't drink it. 
what do we do? Because we want to buy another drink. We bought these drinks, of course, legally. Yeah. What do we do, though? Because we don't want to look like idiots to the bartenders. Take it. Put it in the ball return of a pool table. Because <laughs> we are children who shouldn't be drinking. And so I went through a whole bunch of tequila sunrises. Random ass shit you're drinking, trying to figure out what you want, right? And finally, ordered a beer. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the Heineken bottle. Good job, Kev. Good job. Uh, bought, got a beer Put there. A Heineken beer. Got it. It, it comes with, they give me the glass, they give me the bottle, I take it, and just start pouring it like this, so it's all just head. This girl, Amy, had to stop me, because she had a way rougher childhood, apparently, show me how to drink. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Beer's delicious. I'm going to drink beer. Beer's my you, drink. You jump to New Year's, where I'm like, yeah. let's fucking get a take giant. Take down four feet of Heineken. Yeah, let's do this. I popped the top, it had a little thing in there. There it is. Look at that motherfucker. You know what, Kevin? Order me one off Amazon. Let's see. Next game over great show. I want to order four, let's five. <laughs> Let's do this, man. Edward Heineken hands. <laughs> I <an> arm. <laughs> just, just order some old E and we'll fucking, we'll really get down. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old yeah, E and some duchess. New Year's, man. I don't know. Like, it's, it, I'm not against it. I hope everybody has a nice New Year's and mm -hmm. goes out and celebrates and their own acquaintance. Sure. Do whatever you got to do. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you, like, that's that was the thing, you know, Jen's up in Montreal. We're, we knew we'd be together this year. She's like, do you want to drive down to New York City and do the ball drop? Like, and she's like, she said, do no, you want to no, do it? No, Greg. Knowing it's totally cheesy and all this other shit. It's and I'm like, not even, even knowing it, yeah. do it, even with a wink and a nod, no, I don't want to do that. I don't really want to go there. Don't be go around 4 million anywhere people. Anywhere near yeah, New no, York that's horrible. City. I mean, even in SF, we got a bullshit ass fireworks display. It's embarrassing. So much fog. It's fucking embarrassing because it's just fog. No, yeah, you yeah. don't see anything. And then, yeah, getting anywhere after that is a disaster. It's not worth it. Buses stop even running. The only uh, no, other... the buses late. The other... They do... Yeah, I know, but they're, they're horrible, though. And they don't run perfectly. They drive by you because they're fucking full. Uh, the only other New Year's stories I have is when I was younger, my mom insisted that we go out to see the fucking fireworks. And we go... My mom... You guys have seen her. If you haven't seen her at home, she is quite the the old specimen uh she goes out there with this fucking cane like she's had a cane since the day i was born she goes out with this cane in front of the bus because like three buses have passed us she like stands there with the cane she's like you you're gonna stop for us and the bus is like a block away and i was like oh we're gonna my mom's gonna die tonight the bus fucking stopped of course and they did. made people make room for her and i was like yeah okay nice we got home but Gandalf. that sucked didn't compare to anal i'll tell you that much well <laughs> what does compare to anal at the end of the day Great question. Uh, no, don't go to New York City. Don't ever go anywhere near. No, New that's York what City I was explaining. I'm like, I understand it looks like a even. It's dumb. We it's got the bad. glasses and the hat. I'm like, you have to understand the nightmare, the lining up, and like you talk. Whenever they talk to these people, oh, we've been lined up since one in the morning to be you know, like 24 hours standing in the fucking Times Square. Times Square sucks normally. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Times Square uh, fucking sucks. And the, I love Times Square. Oh, normally. Midtown Manhattan sucks. I hate that fucking place. It's just the worst. Everyone's there. Why is everyone here? You know, like it's cool. There's a lot of lights and TVs everywhere. There isn't there's, there's a baller ass Toys R Us? Everyone's like, where can I go eat Ferris like, wheel go. in the Toys R Us. You gotta go. Just leave Manhattan. Why are you even here? Just go. Go to, go to Brooklyn. Go to Ragtown. You know, they actually have a dude in a giraffe costume walking around Toys R Us. No, they don't. Yes, they do. God, I can't. And seeing him riding up and down the escalators is fucking. Awesome. I believe that the Toys R Us used to be the big FAO Schwartz, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. From which, which I used to, which I used to fucking love going there when I was a kid. But yeah, I I I remember when we walked through Occupy Wall Street too, yeah, which was fucking pizza. hilarious. That was a good pizza. Uh, and I was just had the pizza above me, and I was just talking shit to everyone as I was yeah. walking through. It was fun. It was a good time. It was. Yeah, it was very New York. Get a job, sir. Is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, I did say that. I'm sorry. We threw a New Year's party at the old place at the old Rincon Tower I used to live in down by the ferry building, which was awesome because the fireworks were right there at the ferry building. Mm. So eventually they started popping off. Portillo peed. He got scared. 
We have a big party. He never heard. He had never been. I mean, fire. You know, we're in a tower. We're right there. Fireworks are incredibly close to the small dog. So then I carried him. But then we went down and went out onto the roof and we're out there watching mm. fireworks. It's, it's a great. roof, Greg. It's a roof. It's a roof. That's what I said. It's a roof. There was one time I was down there uh, in my older years and my friend got in a fight. <laughs> and while he Colonel was fighting, fight? no, it was my friend Vincent. Got in a fight. They're fighting over some dumb bullshit. And meanwhile, I'm just looking at this happen. I'm just like, this, whatever. You fucked up. Like, it was his fault entirely. Shit's going down. But in the background, there was a, a truck being flipped over by a group of other people. And I was just like, San Francisco. <laughs> Fucking New Year's. This is bull. Why? Yeah. Why do we allow this to happen? Like, That's let's not. This is a perfect connection back to the first topic. Like, let's just support this. Like, oh, everyone's here. There's no fuck. We could all walk in the street and be crazy. Every and everyone's drinking. Wasted. Fucking flipping cars and shit. Yeah. It's like, nah, dude. Don't be doing that. I just find. I, I got to say, as an, end, as an end note, at least my own end note to this particular conversation is as I get older, I find the. Thank you. Yeah, I find the the gratuitous level of drinking and like I'm so hammered. It's like oh, so corny, you know. Like like you, at some point that has to stop. You have to like at 25 years old. I think you just can't do that anymore. Mm. You have to be like to be proud of it. Yeah, to be like oh, I'm so dr-. like learn how to drink. You know, it's not that it's it, if, if you if you're getting drunk after two beers or like three cocktails, you might not be made out. What for if they're the thing. four foot beers? And that's well, the four foot. I mean, that's a different kind of story. Okay. But I, I I hate this thing where everyone thinks like alcohol excuses everything. And for them to be, mm. I'm like I'm like everyone's just judging you for not being able to hold your liquor. And at some point, you're not 18 anymore. What think what? Like that alcohol excuses? I've never. I don't think yes. I've ever met anyone that's like. Wow. Oh, totally. I've met like a an million people that, really? that are yeah, you that act like an asshole and the next morning it was like, oh, we're hanging around dumb shits. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, my well, God. Let's not, let's not. Okay. No, I mean, I, honestly, that was my entire college friends. experience. Right. I, I honestly, like, don't I don't that. know. Like, Put on a collar shirt, James. Take off the Giants jersey. He's fine. I'm fucking around. I know he's fine. James I wouldn't, fine. I wouldn't ever dime out. I wouldn't really. people that aren't fine, but they're not my friends. Missy? Missy's crazy. I just don't like crazy, like, in your face, loud ass drunk people. Just not no okay. Does, it's not okay. No, I think some people do, and they attract each other, and that makes it even worse mm-hmm. because then there's groups. It's like cattle herding. New Jersey other. people. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's some of those walks. That speakeasy I was telling you about down by Ruby Sky. We were there the other night, and some people came in. They weren't bad or anything, but it was the same thing. Like it's a hush tone, chill bar, and they came in. They were super loud, and they had like the tribal tattoos, and they were like really old, but they looked like Jersey Shore. I mean, those like, are my people. Yeah, and they had the accent too. <laughs> those are my people. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that those aren't my people. They are. <laughs> You know, Long Island, New Jersey, I have a very close kindred connection with sure. the loud, you know, people on Jersey Shore, though, some of those people are in my family. Yeah. So I know those. I know the, I know these people. You know, these are. You served with these people. I, I, sir, I know the Jersey Shore people. I served with the Jersey Shore people. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Three, sometimes four. Best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get every episode early along with a bunch of exclusive perks and goodies similar to how Tack Track got his topic right on the show. If you have no bucks to toss, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we put up the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until it goes up as one big video in MP3. Guys, thank you so much. It was a fun episode. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, please tweet rest in peace to Nick Scarpino. Nick like at Nick Scarpino. underscore Scarpino. Otherwise, Portillo Nick Scarpino is going to have no idea what the fuck's going mm-hmm. on. And until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you. I was watching him play like photograph and stuff like that. So he plays like the real snare drum, but everything else is like. Different photograph. It's a different different photograph. And how did Joey's eyes get so red? It's a different, better photograph than that. Photograph. Yeah, that one. Oh.
Photograph. Yeah, that, that's a great song. 